0: So this is a podcast, right? Nah, uh, this podcast no. is cancelled. Yeah, uh, it's oh, okay. D&D time, remember? Yeah, this, oh. is D&D D&D. <laughs> <podcasters>. <laughs> this is our d We're role-playing
1: podcasters.
0: Is this hyper-meta uh. yet? If I rebrand the Hello. podcast
2: as a D&D campaign where we're playing podcasters, will people watch it?
0: Hello, my name is <laughs> Bird. It's very good to see. That would be weird. <laughs> we do Meta the podcast, podcast in all of our characters from M- D&D. For- Bird tells a joke,
2: then rolls a dice <laughs> to see whether or not it lands, and then we all have to laugh if it's successful. I mean... Knowledge check. Do you, have you heard about Alan Awake, and what's happening in the
0: news? <laughs> Keith, remember time when we played the D&D role? <laughs> I Play do not. Crit- family guy critical critical, critical fail,
2: and then all the D&D videos are deleted from my channel. I know I don't remember Bird,
0: and I never Lucky will. there was family gay... Lucky there's men who positively kendo. All the things that make us lip and cry.
2: The man knows how to the man knows
0: kendo? He is friendly Guy. Like you have black belt and kendo? Yo, alright. Let's welcome to Foreign Nerds, Save the Universe, episode twenty six.
2: We've given up on making a makeup.
0: So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about that, I guess? I have a question for Wander on the topic of D and D. Yeah. Um I guess we can make this a meta podcast about the thing that... Well, I mean, we ended whatever. the last podcast with the campaign. That's the not even a meta, campaign, that's just a topic. So. Yeah. yeah, so... It, it's, it, whatever. So I have a question. You've been working on the story, which you don't talk about very much outside of this. Is the story you've been working on the D&D campaign? Oh, you mean the thing I've been writing? No, no, no they're completely separate things. That's cool. That's what, kind of what yeah. I wanted to hear. I yeah, would have been a little re- bit sad if you had like, transformed it no uh Mm -hmm. i i
3: would say there are similarities but that's just because everything uh is tangentially related to dark souls so
0: (laughs) i mean uh kind of i do pick up a teensy (laughs) bit of the soulsian influence but i mean who am i to talk you the things that i've been writing that i don't talk about either like those are so dark souls influence that it's not even funny but yeah whatever
2: are you concluding the oh no necromancer saga (laughs)
0: <laughs> the <other> necroman- <laughs> is there a necromancer class in D&D? Well, there is one now. Uh, yeah, clerics. Bird, and Darth, or warlocks. Death. And or, uh, I don't know. There's, there's also wizards
4: that speci- like, specify. Yeah,
3: there's, there's a necromancy, necromancy uh, spell school for wizards. There's an amount for clerics. <laughs> and warlocks in at least 3.5 got the ability to cast raised dead as much as they wanted. So I had a bag full of dead people to just throw Oh, I thought things, we were talking about amazing.
0: necromancers and dark souls. Oh. No. I guess there's like those well, yeah, ones no. oh. that are the Magic. graveyard, yeah,
2: right? The, the question you asked, Bird, was are there any necromancers in Dungeons & Dragons?
0: Oh, well, it, shit, man. There's like a billion necromancers. They've <laughs> killed like three. <laughs> I know. That's pretty cool. It was cool. a weird question. But, yeah. Yeah,
2: I guess there'd be necromancers in uh, the catacombs area of Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah Dark there Souls are those one.
0: skeletons that raise other skeletons, which is kind of stupid. but They're like
2: meta-necromancers.
0: they're slightly less dead or something i'm not really too sure how that one works out
2: they're just endless conduits of necromancy that are themselves necromanced you gotta Mm. find the original one like the like the the alpha
0: vampire (laughs) instead of turtles all the way down it's just necromancers Necromancers all the way down all right so when did you get the idea to launch a D&D campaign, campaign on us like so, pure surprise.
3: I had actually okay so the surprise thing it is might be mostly just
0: 10
2: because me. we we spent a whole uh, podcast doing no, D&D stories. it wasn't
3: it wasn't that. Uh I think we were playing Factorio uh during the like kind of failed session and you oh, guys were so talking like, about recent. D&D. Yeah, rather recent. Um but uh you guys specifically were talking about how you like D&D but you didn't want to do any uh any work. On it, you said it was, like, too hard to put together and stuff like that, and you just wish somebody would just show up with a campaign for you. And I'm just, like, you know, quietly kind of agreeing with you guys being, like, hee,
2: <laughs> 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 um, building's hard. It is. <laughs> um,
3: unfortunately, I was kind of good and ready to go, and then Shell went off to uh, New York for two weeks. So I was just like, well, I'm just going to sit on this for a while. Mm. And then...
4: Uh, I told you to start working on it while I was gone, but... That's I
0: kind of did, I kind of didn't.
4: I'm more of a last-minute yeah,
0: kind of guy. That made the uh, surprise a lot more pertinent, though, because like it came out of way left field.
2: <laughs> like, wow, this is gonna be a really long question. Whatever this question is, it keeps taunting us <laughs> for like a month. I
0: love how yeah. you set it up, like one of those bullshit questions that we sometimes get. Yeah, oh, like, oh, that was that was a wonderful way to segue. That was really quite well done. <laughs> I, so you make I all the uh, art for the maps on Roll20, correct?
3: Uh, yeah, so I, I make them in Illustrator, because uh, mm-hmm. you can have a, a grid that you can actually snap to. Uh, so it makes it really in easy to just lay out buildings. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. so you, so you can just do flip that. on That's a grid. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, in Roll20, each square is 70 pixels uh, by 70 pixels, so I just set the grid in Illustrator to be the exact same. Made my own grid, hid the one from Illustrator, but like I had this nice like kind of gr- uh, green blue overlay uh, mm-hmm. that you guys see, and that made it a lot easier to see what I was doing. And then I just usually I can just squiggle out a blot in the center of the canvas, and then that's kind of the uh, the limitation on where you guys can go. So that's that's all the mud and the rocks on the outside, and then I fill it with buildings, and then I've got multiple little like uh, notebooks, and I will go like A B C D E F G. And each one of those corresponds with a new building and has you know various stuff inside of it, except for when I forget to write uh, what's inside the inn. But that wasn't that wasn't that big of a setback.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, what's the interface like for Roll Twenty? As a, it's it's as a the runner? same pretty much. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. I just get an extra couple of things like uh, I can access the map layer, which really is just uh, the same as moving tokens around, but I can move like map tokens and once uh, i don't think you guys noticed it but once i was on the map layer and i was like trying to move you around and send the map one elsewhere and i'm like undo 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 (laughs) uh because that wasn't good but yeah they don't actually have that much for tools but you really don't need it uh there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like kind of like private roles and like secret things uh the one thing that's really cool and kind of a pain in the ass is the uh the site system you know how i like show and hide stuff for you guys Um, so I can control each area and like where that lights up and stuff. And if I pay five bucks a month, they actually let you do complete line of sight, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that because that would require me actually like designing, uh, or like kind of painting in every single barricade and barrier and whatever. So line of sight is actually like a limited thing. I didn't want Mm -hmm. to do that. So you guys just manually
2: place every vision barrier in the entire game. I didn't want to do that.
3: I think a number of their pre-made tiles, I uh, already have that done, we'll have but that since I refuse in. to use mm-hmm. those uh, then yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to do it, it manually would, and we'll, we'll go from there
0: the best way you could probably do it is, uh, well I guess yeah, if you do it based off the tile, that probably makes the most sense Yep. but um, another thing that they could have done would be to have like a lighting mask, where you basically go through with like a second layer on top of your map layer and it's just a binary mask of zero and one. And like one means you can see zero means you can see through it. One means it's a wall. And then they put that into their lighting engine. That'd yeah. be one way they could do it. Um, but that really, from the artist's perspective, that still doesn't really it's save a you pain. a lot of time. It's a pain it's still a pain butt. in the ass, like, one way or the other. Yeah. So you've been right. playing
3: well, a game called The Surge lately, right? Yes, Uh, technically I have it open right now, and everybody's like, why aren't you moving? And I'm like, I'm putting up YouTube videos.
2: Um, (laughs) But,
3: uh, so I've been playing it, and it's a a marked improvement over their last title, Uh, Lords of the Fallen? Okay. For whatever reason, I just can't remember the name of it, because it was kind of unremarkable. It's
2: okay, it's Um, it's mostly because the world's forgotten that game existed.
3: Yeah, I actually really really liked the idea of Lords of the Fallen. I thought the uh, character design and the enemy design was really cool. It's just the game itself was so bland.
2: Lords of the Fallen is one of the only games I've played to completion where DLC came out and literally nobody ever asked me to play it at any point.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty Um, funny. (laughs) But so uh, The Surge plays kind of fairly similarly. Uh, It's actually maybe a little bit more Bloodborne style because like... You can't. uh, So I I guess one of the things that kind of makes the Dark Souls style not work is you can't block and move at the same time, Um, and it's a very like mobile game with multiple enemies. And so Mm -hmm. if you hit the block button, your character just plants his feet, raises his arms, and just sits there waiting to get hit. And I'm like, this is (laughs) this is everything I don't want to do. So generally, you're dodging and and, and you like your shields wander. Oh, yeah. Uh, They even, like, in the beginning of the game, they're like, okay, do you want to be, like, slow and durable, or do you want to be, like, fast and quick and, you know, kind of flimsy? And then almost immediately, you get into the game, and you're like, I'm not going slow here. I can't. I'm going to die. Uh, (laughs) I'm into the second zone of the game. And the first zone is actually fairly well balanced. You know, the enemies can kill you, but, like, you can trade blows and not die. You just have to kind of manage your health. The second zone of the game is... Uh, every enemy can two-shot you, no matter what kind of armor you're wearing. So I'm just like, well, I guess I'm going fast now, because all of my other options are death. Um, huh. Yeah, so I I had a rage quit moment um, uh, the other night. There's a bridge. It's got a robot. The robots are really frustrating in the game, because they've got these uh, shields that cover their entire front half. And they're on caster wheels, mm-hmm. so the only half you're fighting is the front half. So... You have to just sit there wailing on the uh on the invincibility shield. Uh and because like if you try and strafe around them, they just turn seamlessly with you, and you're just burning your your stamina trying to get behind them. And what you're supposed to do is like kinda back off of them and lure them into attacking you. But I keep fighting them in small rooms, so they just hug me and set the room on fire around me. So I found Standing as close as possible to them breaks their AI, so they just stand there staring at me, and then I chip them away one damage at a time. I got really sick of that.
0: <laughs> I was um, going to say, that sounds like the. Like, there's one thing I really don't like in a video game, and it's where something is very difficult, and I end up finding a strategy to get around it that makes me feel like a moron while I'm doing it. Yeah, I, that sounds like one such strategy.
3: I think my problem is like the game does actually have like a decent skill cap. Like if you're if you're good mm-hmm. at getting around and like avoiding hits and stuff like that, you could probably just not take any damage. It's it's kind of designed that way. It's just me playing it, I'm just predicting every single comment, being like, You're just not good enough for this, and like just nitpicking everything and I'm just like
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the inevitable <laughs> wow. excuse for all things that you ever criticize that aren't like A quick time event baby game where you don't play or something yeah
3: and (laughs) it's like Like if there's
2: any possible place that skill could be part of the equation that's automatically the reason that invalidates all the criticisms you ever have
3: yeah and like i'm not gonna say that's exactly ruining it but i think that's making me more frustrated because like i i'm almost predicting the inevitable youtube comments uh being like you just don't get the game. I, I'm already getting those, too. And, I like, the first four episodes, I think, are incredibly positive. Like, even the boss, which crushed me a couple of times, I eventually mm-hmm. was like, oh, I got this guy. He's great. And I was, like, kind of happy go lucky my way through the beginning. And uh, I'm still getting a lot of people being like, why is he complaining about not having a dodge when he he's clearly using it? I'm like, I said dodge roll. Dodge roll, you morons. Because there's no <laughs> dodge roll in the game. All you can do is mm-hmm. jump. Which is actually really weird. There's two types of jump. You can jump laterally in any direction really far. Like, mm-hmm. imagine if you're, like, standing, you know, still, and suddenly you can leap 20 feet backwards. It looks mm-hmm. weird, but whatever, exosuit. Um, but you can also hop over or duck under things, which is really strange um, because it's it's such a alien mechanic for me, and I guess it's supposed to be kind of the replacement for the dodge roll. But, like... Mm-hmm. I I guess I'm supposed to hop over the uh, the robot's like low sweeping attack, but I haven't. I, it's a completely different button uh, from the standard dodge roll, and I'm afraid to use it because the the robot that does the low swing kills me in two hits, and it swings twice. So if I if I screw it up, I'm dead. Um, but it's it's this like odd mechanic that I, I'm going to go be uh, practicing when I'm actually playing here. But I just I don't know how to think about the game yet because. I've heard really positive things, and then I've heard really negative things, and I'm like, I don't want to just give up on it, but I might have to, because I don't have the time, or the mental capacity, or emotional capacity, to uh, deal with getting that far in the game.
2: I don't know. It does kind of look like they embraced what people said about Lords of the Fallen, because people were talking about that game being like, it's like Dark Souls, but it's like a big, heavy, clunky, gladiator, me- like, Autobot monster, like, you, you were just so heavy and you just ram into your enemy like one of the actual one of the coolest things about Lords of the Fallen was that you could actually have a shield charge where if mm-hmm. you sprinted while blocking you would just slam into your enemy and that would actually be a, f- a physical form of attack and knockback like your I weight was your it. weight was a resource you could use in a way that I wasn't used to being available and looking at just the aesthetic of this being like weird mech guys seems like they're kind of going with that whole concept it's like it's like that hearing that like f- the Five Nights at Freddy's guy was told that all of his people look like creepy animatronics, so he made a game about creepy animatronics. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: I can definitely see where they're going with it. Unfortunately, um, the since the combat is so high stakes. Oh right, it has kind of a monster hunter thing where if you attack, you're generally committed to the attack and you can't get out of it. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no like animation canceling or anything like that. So if you're swinging, like, a really big, heavy weapon, you better hope you hit first, because otherwise you're probably going to die. Um, because, like, I was trying to use a hammer earlier, and, uh, this guy with, like, claws is coming after me, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, like, predict his attack and, like, start swinging now, and my character just swings past the guy, and he just starts ripping into me, I'm like, okay, fine, I'll switch over to the claws, and the claws are pretty much kind of the break, uh, they're kind of the only way that I can win, because what the claws do, um... They're so fast, and if you're wearing, like, the right armor, you can just kind of stun lock enemies. Or even better, you just go in, you hit them once in the face, and you immediately dive backwards. Because you have such a a horizontal range of movement that there's no reason why you even need to be next to enemies half the time. Um, Which is weird, because, like, they've got this system for knocking enemies over. It's just not worth it, because it's generally better to just kill them. Uh, one of the cool mechanics that I do like, like I feel like I'm being overly negative because the last time I played it was negative, but uh, it actually does have kind of a neat uh, mechanic for like taking bits off of enemies. Um, so say if you're trying to upgrade your your arm armor, you can specifically like target an enemy's arms, and you will get that kind of loot, which okay. is neat. Interesting. But unfortunately, it doesn't actually do like called damage. Uh, I'm trying uh-huh. to think of a. A game that does this where, like, if you attack a thing's leg enough, it'll like fall over. As far as I can tell, this game does not have that system, which kind of sucks because it's like, I'm just gonna keep wailing on this guy's arm that's wielding the hammer, and it seems to be doing nothing apart from damage to his hit point total. And I was really hoping that I'd be able to like cripple a dude and then, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of take him down slow. Uh, and instead, very it's just like, I've, aim for I've his seen, head, kill him.
0: I've seen lots of games that do try to do body part systems, and they have never worked. Except for getting headshots in first-person shooters, yeah, but that's but, just like, like
3: instant death. It doesn't even it, like yeah. slow them down. But I find working, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, fun and changes the way the game works in a very like deep. Yeah, manner. you
3: usually it's just like Maybe weak points on leg and does more damage. Uh, yeah, Horizon Zero done. Don kind of did it, but really, what it did is it just took off their armor and occasionally disabled an attack.
0: Yeah, Um, You know what game Now that I think about it, this is weird Um It was a mech warrior Uh, okay, Fallout had a pretty good system For it Um, now that I think about it But I'm not talking about like Fallout 3 or whatever Where it didn't really seem to make too much of a difference In my opinion But like Fallout 2, like it made a lot more of a difference Um And then there was also mech warrior Mech commander Uh, Is that what those were called? Mech Commander. Yeah, like the original mech commander, um, you could like disable enemy robots and then you could take them over. And because it was a tactical RPG, that was basically like one of the best ways to get new people inside of your army. Um But aside from those examples, does very rarely does it like make any sort of deep impact on the game, I think, to have body part systems.
3: Yeah. I think Dauntless is supposed to have one. I, I really just want a uh, body part system where, like, you hit the leg enough and it, like, it can't move as fast so you can do other things or, like, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, like, Dark Souls kind of had it where,
2: like, if you cut off the
3: dead, tail, it dr- couldn't do the tail uh, uh, attack space. anymore.
0: Uh, dead Space? Not really. It didn't dead make space it... is
2: like, core gun was the, like, limb shooter offer.
0: I yeah, guess, was it's just of the visual effect Yeah, most of the enemies yeah, like of the anxiety,
3: die, died really fast, so it kind of didn't yeah. matter
2: That's why you gotta play on the hard cure mode where you can only save three times and you lose your goddamn mind when a quick time event kills you I think I think <laughs> it'll
1: <think laughs> pass, think I'll pass,
3: cause pass. Cause <laughs> Do you remember the <laughs> tentacle in the hallway that would like grab you on the leg? That one took about three tries <laughs> just
2: imagine how much improved your experience would have been if every time you died you started the game over
3: I tried that with Spore, and holy shit, (laughs) people don't understand what hardcore means.
2: (laughs) Why? Because you died and had to start over, and everyone was like, why are you starting over? No, it's Uh like, uh,
3: yeah, that would happen, and they're they're like, you keep dying, clearly you're not hardcore enough for this game, and I'm like, do you not understand? That's not what the word means. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then other people they are, are they like, were "Stop dying! Score this game's easy." To, and I'm like,
0: "Ah!" Eh? They thought
2: they were playing like a hardcore, like watching a hardcore score play, th- like player, I guess. Listen, I lost. Are there any? I lost the pronunciation of like every word over the course of that sentence, and I That's believe because it's, it's just like best three of the
0: words rhyme and yet. Hardcore score rhyme.
2: poor, more four. Yeah, score uh, five years stop. ago. <laughs>
0: or score in seven years ago
2: or score in three countries ago spore was scored in the Mm hardcore
3: so the the other thing about the the hardcore spore thing that uh gets me is i um i was playing wasd because that's kind of the standard control scheme now Mm -hmm. uh and not click to move but it's a click to move game and i didn't realize that for the first like episode and a half and so everybody's just like Dreaming me over and over for a while, and it took me a bit to realize, like, why everybody was so pissed about it because it's just like
2: they're on the
0: when internet,
3: was the, yeah. What was the last time <laughs> I played a like, yeah, there's that, but like, what was the last time any of you guys played a click to move game that wasn't know. a Diablo like?
0: Like, I played a Flash game, I'm not at that, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty Are much you...
2: mandatory that it's like an isometric camera angle,
0: yeah. yeah. Some sort of, like, app game where your inputs are really, really limited to, like, touch screen and, like, maybe an action button. I
2: guess also adventure games? Uh, yeah.
0: D- yeah input I mean, is a
2: cursor maybe. that you use to click on things, and then your character goes over to the, where, you, where you clicked on. Be that's, even that's deviating I mean, a lot, worse. though. That's deviating yeah, because a lot of the popularity a lot of the popularity Telltale leads yeah. to a lot of games being made like Telltale games now. Or you're Did like you a use third mouse or controller
3: for uh, Night in the Woods? Did I what?
2: Did you use controller or keyboard and mouse for Night in the Woods? Well, I played it on PS4. Mm. Fair enough. The so de facto. Speaking of playing things on PS4 versus uh, console, actually, uh, I played uh, Little Nightmares recently on console. Right. You probably played it on uh, on PC, right? With WASD. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever find yourself falling off stuff when you weren't supposed to?
3: Yes.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, there were there were a couple of moments where my character would just veer weirdly because well, of
4: the, the character, shifting
3: character angles. The
4: character could uh, well, walk further into the screen or closer to. I was
3: also using a controller, not
2: WASD.
4: So. so.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, no you I'm were playing a controller. a controller.
2: Okay, yeah. So that that undoes my the point I was going to check then. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? I was going to check to see if the controls worked better for you with with W A S D cuz I had issues oh, with it. No. Oh Oh cuz like, I'm
4: wondering if with W A S D uh if you positioned yourself in such a way that you were walking across a bridge per se and you just held the is it D? That's right. Uh, yeah I, I just I find yeah. myself
2: wondering if then the level might have straight. been perfectly oriented for like having four directions at times.
4: Yeah. But, so I recently
2: played through the game, and just to reiterate what Wander and Shell was saying, like, yeah, it's a really cool, atmospheric, creepy little platformer game that's incredibly heavily inspired by stuff like Limbo and Inside and so on, like very much so. Uh, definitely worth checking out. But th- yeah, there was some frustrating moments here and there where the camera would pan to my like the sp- the difference between this game and Limbo and and uh, Inside and stuff is that the game is 3D. As in, like you walk in three D and not in two D. There's no two D segments in the game, despite mm-hmm. what sometimes it look looking like it. And so, my one of my only gripes with the game really is that there's moments where the can the camera will pan to a cinematic camera angle that is often completely level with your character, uh, like vertically. So you're like you're looking at the side of your character, which means that you there's no depth to it at all. Which means in any other game, you would now be locked to a two dimensional plane because you can't see depth. And then, much to your woe, you will discover that that narrow pipe you're walking on, you can totally walk off of by walking to- forwards or away from the camera. So, and so, like, those are, those are really awkwardly handled at times because it'll be like the camera will be like primarily focused on something like a silhouette or a creepy thing they want you to look at. Yeah. And then up at the and top of just the like screen, a- you're walking off across the, bridge. the pipe. Yeah. and so you're like oh yeah, I'll I've just pull down happen. right and watch the creepy thing happen because we're being cinematic and then you plummet to your death and start the section over I'm like wait what? I don't <laughs> know if the developer intended for you to be able to die there because that doesn't really Im- improve the scene in any way to just abruptly die while being distracted by the cinematic stuff in my case I-, I did that thing where you climb up the really long cinematic thing that happens midway through the game where it's little, oh, all pretty yeah. and outside and everything and then get back yeah, inside oh, you're and looking. you're on a pipe and I was like, yeah. oh, look, I wonder if you... I wonder if there's an invisible wall here. And I walked off the ledge and died. It <laughs> takes you back to before the entire climbing section again. Oh, that's um, ceremonious. It's like there's just moments in that game where, like, there's moments where it makes sense to die because some sort of deadly challenge is happening. But moments that don't make sense to die where it's like, oh, just look at the thing and keep walking. And with the game allowing you to die in those moments, especially because of, like, the awkward camera things, feels counterproductive for what they're going for. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I can't but feel like there's certain moments where the game would be better if it was literally 2D for a, a little while, which is pretty normal. Uh a lot it'd of games nice It would uh, yeah, be nice if it did the uh
3: yeah, it would be nice if it did the near automata thing where it's just yeah. like, yep, you're now in side scrolling Sonic, Sonic Generations.
0: Puma.
3: There were definitely a number of moments. So you've beaten it. Uh how did you like the table running
2: segment? That's the other I've... thing I was that I would gripe about. <laughs> yeah (laughs) there were a lot of times where I was trying to like plot stuff there's a part where you're running on table and they have to avoid hazards and the range of those hazards is so hard to comprehend where like there's there's even moments where it seems like you're teleporting into the hazard to die and I'm like what Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: there was one point where uh, oh right Uh, do you remember when I think you were on the elevator with uh, with long arms and you're like hiding in a box or whatever do you remember that? Oh, yeah.
4: Those
2: ones.
3: Okay, so I all just the sat gnomes... there and hid,
2: and that was the whole segment.
3: Yeah. So you can actually escape before him. Uh, I, I more or less skidded out of there with the gnomes, and I made it like halfway down the following hallway. <laughs> and yep, my no, no, no. microphone you didn't even
4: is now.
3: No, no, no! I made it out of the door. I made it into the next uh, room, and then like his arm kind of peeks into the room, and then suddenly I'm like shooting backwards into his hand because.
4: Oh yeah, you were never because supposed to the do
3: game. That. Did not want... Uh, the, the game was not willing to let us go ahead of him because he was supposed to go into that room and disappear. You were borking um, the game.
2: Yeah, game so on I...
3: You. <laughs> I, uh, I did things the wrong way. And, uh, and it wouldn't let me, but I, they definitely have moments where you teleport
2: into things. Yeah, besides that, there was just a few moments where, like, I would hide and then find out through trial and error that it was actually a chase section, or I would run and find out through trial and error that it was actually a stealth section. Like it's not always yeah. clear whether you're supposed to escape something or sneak past it, yeah, know? and so there's some uh, there's actually a fair number of scenarios throughout the game where trial and error was basically the the way to figure out what you were supposed to do in that level at least you, it
3: was like super forgiving with uh with how your like checkpoints were like generally except for the long climb thing, if you died, you usually went back to right before you died. I know yeah. it was fun that to be at least
2: uh kind of positive because it ugh, shoot there was it's just a few moments where I... the checkpoint like you'd walk there's moments where you'd walk into a room and then mm-hmm. almost immediately get killed. Yeah. And so like the between then then you would then have to load the game again, which was not not exactly instantaneous. Oh then walk back into PS4. the room to transition back in and like doing these loops here where you're like dying, loading, walking back in the room like the the actual time spent in the room trying to figure out What what's killing you and how to avoid getting killed was sometimes the minority of of your time spent in that level because of the 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 loop was too (laughs) punishing. Uh So
3: I had it on a solid state drive. Be the guy. So I had it on a solid state drive, so the loading times were like a second, maybe.
2: Yeah, might have been a good call in the end even then just the abruptness could be rough like there's a moment where you go through a door mm-hmm. and something immediately is like oh, I'm gonna get you like storming <laughs> like storming down on the ground after you and it's like <laughs> your back's to the entrance and you're like I don't do I do I hide somewhere do I hide under that thing do I run around it that running around didn't work but maybe I try running around it again because maybe a slightly different path will work and like there's a lot of like let's try seven different versions of this plan until something works would kind of happen because of how abruptly the deaths could come Mm-hmm. So I would say that it's it, it, it draws very obvious comparisons to in Limbo and Inside. Like, it's almost impossible not to compare them. But I don't think its design quite stands up as much as those ones do. Uh, no. But it, well, while its atmosphere does.
3: Yeah, they mm. absolutely aced the music and, like, the visual de-
2: design. The actual, like, uh, gameplay. Yeah. No. Good pacing and visuals and cool little mechanics and interesting little things happening. You get sucked into this creepy little world, but moment to moment, there's some iffy levels here and there that I feel like more, like, it, if the, if it did have more time in and development and, and like, playtesting and so on, like, that kind of stuff would probably get ironed out more. And I think Absolutely. That's, that's probably the limitation. That, that's, like, the in- inherent contradiction here, right? Is that, like, we, we act like it's a limitation of indie projects because they have less resources, but then all the projects that do have resources also don't do that. <laughs> Yay. Happens. I had a... Speaking of that topic, I had a really interesting thing where I broke the uh, dialogue system of Mass Effect Andromeda in a way that made me realize how it works exactly. So, <clears throat> you know, there's the shot reverse shot standard Bioware conversation system where you're camera at yeah. that guy, camera at that guy, talk, talk, talk. That's what worked in every game until Inquisition was like, what if all the side quests were lazy? And then Andromeda was like, what if, <laughs> what if 80% of the dialogue was lazy? Uh, and that's how dialogue works now until the main story mission happens uh so I found out the hard way exactly how that works because I thought at the Mm -hmm. very least it was like a fixed camera situation but Uh I was on a planet called Vold the ice planet walking up Mm -hmm. behind an NPC to talk to turn in a quest but I jumped on top of the ship they were working on and then fell (laughs) then I fell off the ship behind them while toggling the dialogue uh Uh So I ended up standing behind them, facing away from them, and then the dialogue conversation started. and the game couldn't adjust in time. my the standing position I was in, which I think it's what I think that's what it usually tries to do. So instead my back was facing the enemy, and so the camera comes down and zooms in like it does in every conversation. And here's where <laughs> I realized that camera does not actually try to zoom in on the person you're talking to. That camera Ooh. is so low effort, it literally zooms in on your shoulder and, and points forward. Well, wherever that we, is, did,
3: did we tell you we had the so same it was thing staring happened, at actually? a
0: wall?
4: <laughs> yeah, we were staring at. Uh, well, we had okay. something impeding.
3: Yeah. So do you remember? Oh Shoot. Who is the uh, who's the shitty bounty hunter from two?
4: Uh, Zaid. Yeah.
2: Zayed Masani.
4: So we
3: found Zaid's son on mm-hmm. the first planet. And um, and so he's in this he's in this room. He's been fighting the bad bad aliens by himself for a while. He's not really helping out the war effort. He's just hes just uh, just there to hunt aliens and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so he's off to the right, but the dialogue triggers the moment you enter the room. So we were just staring blankly off into space, hearing his voice <laughs> as though he was right in front of us. And then
4: we got attacked. Yeah,
3: and then a bunch of aliens attacked us in the middle of the conversation, killed the whole party, and almost killed us <laughs> before we could wow. manage to get out of, out of the, uh, the dialogue. Yeah. That is
0: amazing. We were oh.
4: stuck in the dialogue and we we're we we're being shot at. So it's like, okay, let's just choose the option to leave as quickly as possible and you know, yep. get out. Wow. Get I was out. on
2: I was on Vold talking to a character and another character was pacing around the room in the loop that they do. They yeah. ended up walking into me during the conversation and pushing and pushing, pushing me across the room during the conversation and then proceeding oh. to walk through a wall.
4: Ah. Whoa. I uh,
1: also encountered a glitch that I think I've told
2: you guys. Did they walk not, through a wall because so th-
4: they collided with you?
2: No, he was very much on a fixed pattern. I could watch him loop forever and he would continually collide through objects because his yep. pre-programmed pattern that he walks in that is manually placed uh would mm-hmm. go
0: through objects. <laughs> I
2: mean the
0: thing is the uh like the the cinematic mode in a lot of video games depending on how the developers choose to go about things, may tend to break the rules of the universe. <laughs> so stuff like that doesn't surprise me, but boy, is it like, uh, seriously, when it, you like see it in action.
2: Yeah, because there's other games with less resources that do better.
0: Yeah. That's like Yakuza sure 0
2: has plenty of conversations where you're just two people facing each other while the mouth flaps at each other are based on a sync and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? People walking down the street, they path way around you, or they even like reach <laughs> you, turn around and go back, and like don't walk into you at all. Like you can actually mm-hmm. see if you look in the background, the the game is still live simulating crowds, but none of them are walking into the conversation intentionally. Like, and that's that's like a niche Japanese game where half the time they don't even get localized into into English and, and or other languages even because of their scale. Mm-hmm. It's like that's 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 just caring about your. Project more. Oh, jeez. Because someone, someone, I, I can't blame the developer specifically, but someone in power over Andromeda didn't care about it, <laughs> and that's how we got what we got here. Uh, next were... time, if you guys ever yeah. play it again, go to Aya and just mm-hmm. walk around and just look at the random people who are animating that are just always there doing the same thing. And we just haven't back to, to it. Try to find yeah. a single person whose animation makes sense. <laughs>
0: It, it there's just something the to work. be said for even in a large organization like the teams that made Andromeda. There's something to be said for like how much change and like how much can happen from one person just really sticking to like quality, yeah, um, and just like really being like a, a hardcore stickler for that. I mean, I'm in a giant organization, and like I see that every day. Where like it's not, um, it's not so common. Uh, But like I've heard stories about how like certain Projects were held back because one person Said like I'm not gonna like Give this the okay I'm not gonna Commit my resources to it for X Y and Z and then Like they ultimately end up basically being The hero of that project this thing needs To be done period (laughs) you're right So like it's fairly accurate to say Like yeah somebody just the, the The right person didn't Give a shit about that game yeah because there were so many things that this should not have been the way that it was. When like, it was you released. you just
2: you can't walk into an environment populated with NPCs and look around without finding several people that just you can visibly tell are like, oh, those were rapidly mm-hmm. just sort of placed everywhere just to like save time. Like yeah. you go around I and there's guys that are doing this animation where they're tinkering with like an they look like Cortez from Mass Effect 3 working on the engine of the of the cruiser or the shuttle. Mm-hmm. But they're like, this guy's facing a plant. And this guy's facing a solid wall with zero features on it. This guy's standing <laughs> in the middle of the room f- facing nothing. And they're all doing the I'm working on a shuttle animation, including hammering <laughs> and knobbing and twisting. Yeah, and I'm sleek. like, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't a finished game from the biggest <laughs> publisher. And it's like, the it's the sequel to what might be the most successful, like, single player RPG franchise on western audiences like period like what western rpg is bigger than that like 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 popularity wise than the mass effect series
3: but Diablo's diablo is multiplayer
2: yeah that's like a totally oh, yeah, different monster than like these player. like single player narrative rpgs like
0: um like no, which three really made waves
2: deservedly but mass effect is like the ultra successful franchise and, I, mean, uh, I
3: guess jungle, maybe the one like the exception games. would be Final Fantasy. Oh, Elder Scrolls
0: is a good point. And Elder Scrolls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elder Scrolls, Fallout. Um, yeah, so apparently there's a ton, Keith. You need to pull your, your point out of your own <laughs> ass there. <laughs> I just, it comes no, to mind I because agree. of the
2: baffling thing of just, like, I hear about, like, the disparity at times of popularity between Dragon Age mm-hmm. and Mass Effect and stuff like that.
0: I mean... Like, People that I know who don't play video games or who only play video games a little bit, they their favorite games are like the Elder Scrolls and Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. So those you, are the uh, two that everybody and, everybody and knows. Did you guys well, hear about okay. the uh... That's an RPG? Is all you playing <laughs> is fucking John Madden leveling At up your building in circles? Football games
2: might be RPGs. <laughs> they you fucking scare circles, me. Anyway.
3: So did you guys? You guys probably don't look at like hundred uh top hundred lists or anything
2: like that. Oh, just real quick, because oh, I haven't I said it on the podcast yet. But there's there's one other thing. Is I, I told you guys about this, but we didn't we didn't we haven't chronicled on the, on the podcast yet. I also have a glitch mm-hmm. where if I die, my character will fall down dead, and just stay dead, and the game will never enter a failure state. So I'll just lie there dead, and my allies will continually respawn and die over and over again because i'm out of combat so they'll keep coming back to life and then getting killed by what killed me over and over again and you can try to fast travel but
0: it'll fade to black then
2: fade back to where you are and the only way to escape is to quit out
0: i still think that's like the funniest thing (laughs) i've ever heard of by the way (laughs) that that bug is still there still there in fact it only started
2: happening to me recently but it's just happened last time i played that is bleak. Ooh. That is hilarious. Not okay. All right, top one hundred list.
3: Oh, sorry. I was just going to mention this because uh, I was I was idly reading it because uh, people were up in arms about it.
0: And oh boy, I like I mean, this is going happens.
3: Already. Um, but so I uh, I think Skyrim was top on the list, and everybody was kind of mad about it because it's like, what about all these other things? And then their number zero was D and D, and I'm like, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, nice. I just. I, I just thought that was neat, because... It's been really interesting to watch Skyrim fall out of the graces of the uh, masses of video gamers. Like, I don't know if it's fallen out, or if
3: just people are bored of it.
2: Well, yeah, people are bored of it, but like... I mean, Skyrim's older than the entire Dark Souls franchise.
0: Yes. I... Uh, is
2: it? Yeah. No. It's either older, it should... or it's a few weeks younger. Dark yeah, Souls and, and Skyrim, Skyrim both came out in 2011. They were like the first things I played on, as, on a Let's Play channel. Uh,
3: Dar- Dark Souls is a little bit older than Sky-
0: Skyrim, I think. It might be like a wow. month older? Because Skyrim was 11-11. I feel like Dark Souls is older than I am. I feel like Dark Souls 1 came out like before I was born. What? No. But I guess I was yeah, wrong. Skyrim, I is actually like... Skyrim is one
2: month uh, younger than Dark Souls 1. Wow. <laughs> oh. That's the most recent like, Elder Scrolls
0: game. <laughs> I guess I keep getting surprised that Dark Souls is a, was just a PS3 title. Yeah. It just feels like it was older than that.
2: It was PS3 and 360. Yeah. Yeah. Demon Souls, it's its prequel, uh, that or spiritual prequel, was a PS3 title even in 2009.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it really... Well, whatever. That was kind of a generation of, like, consoles and video games that just absolutely passed me by because I was in, you know college at the time and I didn't really have time to play video games my undergrad for music was very very hectic <laughs> yeah, when I, I was playing I never... Dark Souls in 1979 <laughs> what were we going to say Shell?
4: oh I never got around to playing um, any of the, like the really the Elder Scrolls series or Dragon Age and such that's a shame
0: I think, I think that you would really like the Elder Scrolls games
4: we- uh, well-, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Um. <laughs> well what the basement Build i think that was as far as we had gotten
3: so uh so once i put shell in front of skyrim when we were in college and she made an orc it took her about two hours
4: oh because i the character creation is important and
3: then she saved and then she quit and then she never went back to it <laughs> um. i
4: got past like the dragony part but the part, the thing is, um, I prefer very like colorful worlds and not necessarily lightheartedness, But
2: so you'd have to play Oblivion. I was gonna say he
0: would really like Oblivion then. Yeah, Oblivion? probably. That game okay. is saturated as all hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: okay. Because especially just said everything- in people's faces. Oh, oh yeah, completely. everyone's everyone's
2: got bright orange like, su- like spray tan faces. They're so ugly, man. But okay,
1: it's got well, not that kind
4: of saturated. I would <laughs> love if
3: they I,
2: I wonder how hard it would
3: be it would probably be impossible, but for them to port uh the previous like Elder Scrolls games through the uh Fallout uh engine. Because that engine is nice looking.
2: Here I'll, Isn't I'll give the entire Shell a World picture in the podcast uh
0: the podcast but, Slack, not Slack uh mm-hmm. Discord Uh uh-huh isn't the entire world of oblivion contained within the data of skyrim like at least the terrain is right
3: um uh maybe
0: i've heard something like like that before i think it was used for scale or something oh maybe but like people found out that if you like just leave the world of skyrim and go south for a while you wind up in oblivion and if you go even further you wind up in Morrowind. i don't know if the whole world is there necessarily as in like
2: things being in it or even buildings but i think that joe the, Jelfa, the all entire like, city i think i like, think the, i think the, like the topography shapes are all there because it's mm-hmm. like math data basically but it's there to exploit to keep track of the oh. scale of all these continents next to each other
0: you're right that's probably a good point they probably just made that so that it's like a generic map that they just port from probably from game to game Yeah, or at least going forward, they can probably just use it, and then they can like have everything be. It's probably just mathematically
2: extrapolated where the where the coordinates go, and where as as opposed to being actually like something that takes up a bunch of data.
0: Well, or has assets under the hood. There's absolutely no difference between a mathematical extrapolation and the data, I guess. Well, I mean, like when you
2: manually make a region, you're going to have assets for it, as opposed to like just like here's the the model. Here's more yeah, your, here's the va- here's mesh. just the mesh for the uh, coordinates, yeah,
0: yeah, okay, I was being pedantic, but that's okay because that's me
2: I'll pedantic you in the pedantic
0: you shouldn't have said that, but I did I know I can even
2: add like an echo effect to it if I want to
0: <laughs> what he's <laughs> just gonna go in and post and just be like all pedantic, you're pedantic, dantic dantic. dantic, dantic. <laughs> Just fades
2: to black. I'm gonna do none of these things and forget this entire that conversation. Was four happened.
0: nerds. Save the save the bed and tree. Save the commentary. Yeah. Um, do I get? Like <laughs> We're not even an hour in. How can we be this stupid? I don't know. But yeah, I, uh, yesterday,
2: I think I tried playing Skyrim like five times. I got like s- did you get
3: into it. No, I got like sixty episodes in, and then I just had to stop because I ran out of time. It's actually kind of fun if you just take it as like relaxy time.
2: I think the I, furthest yeah. I ever would get was like getting like my first dragon shout by visiting a bunch of boring old men on a oh, mountain.
3: I haven't done that yet. The trick is you just don't do that.
2: But it's just like, like when you're, you're actually... walking around, I'm like, oh, there's generic barbarians and there's some generic wolves and everything's gray and sad. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. The gray I'm gonna, and I'm sadness I'm going to do maybe flippy put flappy it down. sword at everybody. It, I this will is, say that
0: the, the world of Skyrim felt like in, in terms of the color. Was absolutely it was was awful, but it was also a stark reaction to Oblivion, which was like on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Oblivion, everyone's got spray tans and they have like bright (laughs) neon hair, and then (laughs) Skyrim, it's like, look at our snow; it's colored like snow, unlike the other snow-colored snow that we have in a pile behind our snow. (laughs) (laughs) It's very very like Elder
2: Scrolls California
0: and and Elder Scrolls Wyoming. (laughs) <laughs> and,
4: and for me for me, when I want to see a fantasy world, I don't want to see, you know, typical drab environments. I want to see massive trees, you know, with brightly colored bioluminescent moss and uh interesting. Oblivion creatures. has that uh,
2: all over the place.
4: Okay. Yeah, Oblivion's um. beautiful.
2: It just has the 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 main criticism Oblivion gets usually is it doesn't have art direction. It just has art. It just put
4: everything in there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I'm playing Morrowind right now,
2: and it's so cohesive. Now, Oblivion is totally. It looks like assets, just sort of like almost Mm -hmm. like they found assets in a in a basement, and they all they look (laughs) like they're all they look like they're all of proper quality level with each other, but like they just feel like disparate assets thrown together for an RPG in a weird sort of way that doesn't that usually isn't the case.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, it is really pretty and colorful. And it I I think that was enough for me. Because I played Oblivion at launch. And I just really enjoyed wandering around. And looking around and stuff like that. And oh, I would yeah. just do you things. got your horse.
0: And yeah. you just wandered. And you just heard like... Doo, 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 yeah.
4: doo.
0: And you're like, yeah, this is my next like two hours. Yeah. Onset. Oh, definitely.
4: And I think that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why I couldn't get into Skyrim. And some of the other games. Because I just... It it was it actually was depressing, and I'm just like, why why do I want to explore this world?
0: I feel like also Skyrim was paced. Uh to be a little bit more popcorny and i felt like i could never get into it for very long periods of time as a result. Mm. I, like with Oblivion i could sit down for like an hour, 2 hours with Skyrim also, like 20 minutes.
4: Was there i know that they're really heavy on all the side quests and stuff but were there any mm-hmm. like overarching things that would still draw you through or was it very mm-hmm. weak and you had to find it? There you're was, the was
2: chosen lots of one man stuff, in both games, but, uh, and you're going to be the yeah. chosen one to save the chosen from the world of the chosen one. Oblivion <laughs> had really cool
0: overarching side quests outside of the main quest where you did these guild quests, mm-hmm. and they usually had very long arcs to them, especially the um, the Assassin's Guild. In Skyrim, they also had the that dark for Brotherhood. them, but it wasn't as cohesive. Like mm-hmm. The Thieves Guild quest in Oblivion... All the you did like a bunch of quests where you kept like building up towards the last quest, which was really long and Mm. like had you do a bunch of like all the The things that you you become the gray fox. Yeah, (laughs) there was a bunch of quests where like you like set yourself up to like pull off this gigantic heist. That was really great, and then there was also this quest line for the Dark Brotherhood. Where you did a bunch of assassins. Which just starts in the coolest way because it does start really like,
2: cool. the way the Dark Brotherhood happens is that there's no NPC as far as I can tell in the game that like join lets you join the Dark Brotherhood. Like you never can just no. walk around and just start something. You literally have to murder somebody and cold blood. Mm-hmm. That's not aggressive to so get like get the equivalent of like a Dark Souls like sin on your character. Basically, like you have to commit an actual murder. Then next time you mm-hmm. sleep, the Dark Brotherhood arrives at your bed. to recruit you it's the creepiest shit and that's how the questline
0: starts so yeah there's like this quest where you basically just keep going around um the countryside you pick up these dead drops uh which are just like little scrolls hidden in like you know knots of wood and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and they tell you like go to this location at this time and kill this person and like you just follow all these and then all of a sudden the head of the dark brotherhood catches up to you and he's like stop stop what are you doing and it turns out that like somebody had been intercepting all the dead drops and replacing them with um different messages to kill uh members of the dark brotherhood itself Ah! you you kept killing like your fellow assassins until the they finally caught on to what was happening (laughs) and then like you do this like big quest where like all of a sudden you turn around and you have to find out who's been um, messing with the dead drops, and you go, it's so creepy. Isn't that the quest where you go to, like, this lighthouse, and, like, in the basement, there's a decapitated head, and all the walls are covered in blood, and it just says things like, <laughs> I miss you, Mommy, and, like, stuff like that. What? Like, am I remembering that correctly? And this is not the pretty really colorful, bright green game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, huh. There was something really close to that. And, I mean, it's been a long time since i played Oblivion, so I may not be remembering a lot of it correctly. But basically, like, somebody was setting you up to kill um, other members of the Dark Brotherhood as revenge for them, I think, killing somebody close in their family. And then um, you eventually, like, get vengeance for your fellow assassins and, like, atone for the fact that you murdered a bunch of murderers, which Mm -hmm. uh, violated your weird oath of honor. And then good to go the other thing that i really liked about like the thieves guild was because they, they were very explicit about it not being the dark brotherhood and if you murdered people on thieves guild's quests they get pissed either, at you you would either fail or you wouldn't get good rewards mm. and they would yeah, I very explicitly say that all the time i did that once yeah?
3: i knocked a dude out or something like that and they're just like nope that was that was a no good
2: Yep. Yeah, If you no, kill someone either. in the Thieves Guild, you get kicked out of the Thieves Guild and have to pay a fee to even to wipe to even undo like their current condition with you to even allow you to get back in the guild to continue.
0: Oh right. You gain a rank of like exiled or something so like that. So are they trying to be like the kind of it.
4: honorable thieves, so oh we yep. don't want to harm oh, yeah, there's, our Mars oh, yeah. there.
0: There are tons of rules
2: with Thieves Guild stuff. So like you I, have I've to look like... into Morrowind stuff too, yep. and even those ones, like they'll give you a clear objective mm-hmm. to steal something. And if you kill someone, then that like just undoes the thing. Like someone was like, yep. give get me the key to that manor. I want to steal from them and that kind of stuff. And then like mm-hmm. you could just kill the dude and take his key, but they're like, What
0: the fuck? Like that's not <laughs> obviously like, not you, that. There were all these like systems in place, right? Like that was one of them. Things that you stole, you had to sell it to specific people. You couldn't sell it to general merchants. You had to, like, wander it, basically. Yeah, in oblivion, mm-hmm. you had to find a really cool for system. your stolen goods. hmm That was a really, really great system. That's where I learned system. the word fence. I context. learned that from Pawn Stars. Because oh. you never know what's coming through those doors. Disgusting. You disgust me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so to this day, I don't, stars?
0: I don't know. How much Pawn Stars have you seen, Bird? I saw like the first couple of episodes and I thought that the show was really cool. And then I found out that they hired actors for all the um, people and I lost yep. it real fast. Oh, I, I saw I I, I'd
3: I'd I never seen it before, but I saw their like really cinematic intro and I'm like, this is <laughs> fake. Growing this up, this is fake. Yeah.
4: My mother would always watch The Bachelor. And mm. I, I that's I, reality. <laughs> yeah, I was watching it and with her and I, I just go. It, it looks like they're in the same clothes as they were on the date. Like, how are they stopping to talk about specific instances of their date before things have happened kind of thing? Like, do they take them aside afterwards and show them footage and, like, script them? Or do they... I, so a part of me is wondering, yeah, how much of that is uh, completely yeah, what, what scripted? I was, I and then there's asking. always the one person they hate. Like, oh, yeah. so-and-so is spreading oh, gossip Pritchard. in the house. and And... Huh? The mandatory, Richard.
2: yeah, the mandatory villain, fuck yeah. Pritchard. <laughs> Pritchard. When I was sucks. when I was living with my dad and my stepmom, they I eventually had to stop watching TV with them because they would get uh. mad at me for noticing all the obvious shit that proves that everything they're watching was fake. Mm-hmm. And like, they I guess they want to believe this crap, but like, it's so so much of reality show, of reality television is so blatantly fake. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it is like completely made up drama in editing and stuff like that. Like an, an event mm-hmm. will happen that's often completely vanilla. Then some random assholes will talk to the camera later and they'll re-edit the mm-hmm. footage to make it look like what they're talking about actually even vaguely happened. Yeah, and they would just, make zingers for
4: for previews for the next episode and they would take com- different scenes out of context. Yeah. So when you actually see the scenes in the episode, it's like, wait, so that wasn't because of that. Mm -hmm. and you know this person wasn't reacting to this i lose my
2: mind seeing stuff like the what like the pawn stars back room where like clearly like a scripted skit is happening amongst the employees that are the cast Uh, of the show and it's like Mm -hmm. supposed to be genuine dialogue or something oh man what those great characters that's just that's just how it is in their work i'm like this is this is all written by like a like a two and a half
0: men tier comedy writer (laughs) Well, it, it, I mean, the way they deliver their lines is so, so, like, Hey, Lee, what do you got in your hands there? I have a guitar. Thank you for asking, Big Hoss. Oh, no, I dropped the guitar. Chum, you're going to have to work double shift tonight.
4: Oh,
2: no. <laughs> Real people's oh, conversations so don't just reinforce one character trait over and over again forever. <laughs>
4: Some of the reality TV that I actually enjoy are... Things uh, <laughs> pertaining to HGTV because I like seeing uh, interior design, and I HGTV wonder. HGTV is cool, and I yeah. just wonder how much of that is scripted. Uh, well, I, I've heard in some the instances, hosts
0: never do any of the work or the labor that they may lead you to think. Like mm-hmm. they never have, mm-hmm. like the hosts actually like. The, they might show them like planting a plant, but then they just leave and like that's all they do. <laughs> and what then about all the, all the demolitions? Show up.
4: Like those property brothers and such.
0: Same thing, you know. Maybe they do. I don't know. But it just makes me think I of remember, the cooking shows they, where they are like,
2: I'm going to put these 15 things in a pot, and uh, I'm going to turn around behind me and pull a finished one out of the
0: stove. Well, those are yeah, those yeah, are those. actual chefs. They they're not fake. Bird, you, you need to, to send like, me your cooking like footage lie. so
3: we can <laughs> so we can do the All second right. episode.
2: Yes, we. You need, we send, said. you need to send him your cooking footage so that this podcast can stop having him talking about the cooking footage you haven't <laughs> sent him yet. <laughs>
3: it's just going to be a thing. It's like two <laughs> years from uh, now. Bird, are you before? ever going to send me just that just cooking footage we've,
2: thing? We've
3: already I filmed. I need the filmed stream keys because
0: apparently too. I asked you for your, for the stream key. You had it the the sync key, and you gave me the wrong one. But that's okay. Is it tech support time? Uh, I got the yeah. I got the other three. St- God, sync key. So tonight <laughs> I'll resync the stuff.
3: Okay.
2: The, um uh, On the topic of reality show stuff, I, I'm the only one who watches American Horror Story, aren't I? Yeah, yes. I
4: think so. I. I- was a little apprehensive about it because I'm not too fond of, like, horror, gore, other things, a, and it looked like that was going to be chock-full There's full a of thing it.
2: I, I kind of want to talk about, because the show done lost its goddamn mind in, like, the coolest way. <laughs> okay. <'Cause laughs> what's, so, there's two types of television I watch, basically. One mm-hmm. of them is, like... Stuff that's, like, all about, like, having, like, a great script and acting and, like, a cool plot line going on. Like, let's let's go watch, like, Jessica Jones or uh, Mm -hmm. Better Call Saul or Fargo or that kind of thing. Season 1 of True Detective, definitely not season 2. Season 2 is so bad. But then there's like just the raw creative energy manic bullshit I watch. That's stuff like Doctor Who and American Horror Story, where it's not really about good acting and writing, but just like somebody has a bunch of ideas and someone greenlit them and they just have this free reign to do ideas all over the place. And you I mean love like that various
4: shit. types of aliens and creatures? Yeah, like, and like we have this crazy things. ideas, let's just go
2: with it. And the, what's fun about American Horror Story is that it's an anthology show. So mm-hmm. every single season is a brand new storyline. And I I, they will just flat out reuse the same cast members and cast them as new characters every single every single, single season and stuff like that. And since Really? Yeah. Because I since, know that
4: the first one took place in like a house in a neighborhood and then there was another one that was in a circus or yeah. I, I don't know. What's great
2: about this is you can hear from, th- from a third party which seasons are good and which ones are bad and just <laughs> skip all the bad ones because they don't matter. <laughs>
1: uh, They're literally yeah.
2: self-encapsulated, which is great. And anyone who hasn't, like, definitely should check out, like, seasons two and and seven, whatever the newest one's called. But mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about this one just because it's interesting how fucking bonkers this show just got. Because every mm-hmm. other season is just, like, a horror premise, like... Oh, mm-hmm. we're in a haunted house. Oh, we're in an asylum. And a good, a normal person was put in the asylum to cover something up, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or and it's then a... it's,
4: you're sort of seeing through their perspective then yeah. like, what's going on. Yeah.
2: Everything's always, like, a straightforward narrative of, like, here's our horror premise, and we're just gonna run with it for 10 to 13 episodes, and we can kill off anyone we want to, because the, se- the story ends at the end of the season, which mm-hmm. is also kind of refreshing. But spoilers for the newest season what like the like the first half of it or so not like the actual ending and stuff is what was really cool this time around is they took a huge risk in that they uh they framed it as a reality show and it was infuriating like i actually stopped watching four episodes in for like six months because i thought the season was going to be garbage and i couldn't what was
4: the premise of the show in the show
2: so you mean in this season like what was the premise of the reality show basically
4: yeah yeah, well, so was what like, kind of reality show do they have?
2: That, that's why I thought about it was because we of our previous conversation about reality shows. But I guess it's more of a reenactment, really. It's one of those like, like crime scene and horror type reenactments where somebody tells this ghost story and the actors are reenacting it and stuff like that.
4: Oh, so do people actually start dying in these reenactments? And So, that, or, so what
2: got really interesting is that for the first five episodes of this season, uh, they were telling this story about what happened... In the past, in this ghost house that's haunted by these people and has evil rednecks and is like out and isolated <laughs> and all this creepy stuffs happening, it was basically like, you a mean, retread you mean, like of...
4: Resident Evil uh, Seven. <laughs> yeah,
2: kind of. But, like <laughs> the they they, house? they just they just blatantly retread the plot of the first season, like its premise. And it's oh, like a, 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 come on, like it's some couple that's out in the south and they're stuck in this uh... house that oh we with like stuffs mm-hmm. going wrong and weird, but we can't give up the house because we put all our money into that exact premise from the first season. But, oh, okay. But while it's happening, one cast of characters is doing the scenes, while a different cast of characters is the real people telling the story that the actors are playing in the reenactment. So, like, it'll have, like, this one, like, it'll have this, like, this one black guy with glasses that looks kind of thin doing the, like, the storytelling about his, what happened from his perspective. But then, like, his, uh, I think his, the actual person playing him was, like, Cuba Gooding Jr. or something like that. Like, it's a different actor playing him in the reenactment. But the weird thing is. So are you seeing a documentary
4: is, and the reenactment?
2: So you're seeing the real people talk at the camera in a room while mm-hmm. the reenactment's playing of other actors replaying the scenes. Right. But the the what got weird is that halfway through the season they escape the house and they, they leave forever. And you're like, wait, what? But this is like episode five, what the hell happens? And so the producer of the the documentary reenactment thing, they uh <laughs> The the producer of the thing gets greedy about how successful it went, and he's like, "You know what we'll do? We'll put them back in the house, and because they're like, we can film that like a reality show, and we'll get so much money. Like, like they're they're planning all these fake scares to fuck with the people, like the real people." That actually experienced it the first time around, <laughs> like to, to traumatize them and mm-hmm. get all this drama from the cameras they hide all over the building and stuff like that. Also,
4: oh, I thought mm-hmm. that they were going to put the actors into the house and see what happened. So here's to them, what's weird: no, is they put the... the
2: actors and the real people back in the house. Oh, oh so nice. people, sure, so this horror house is full of people that were already in the horrible thing that happened before, but they didn't look like that last time because you only saw the reenactment and not the real version. And, well, and they're there with them the under actors the impri- that played them. <laughs>
4: Now, were, were the actors, some of them, like, just like, oh, this is just a job. Oh, there's actually no ghosts. This is all so just skepticism. Thing, like, and they, none of crazy. them believe
2: in it. All, all the people who were there believe it. that, that all the shit can go down. Mm-hmm. But this stuff only happens during the blood moon. And all the actors that are there are like, oh, this is bullshit. We filmed all summer and nothing happens. Like, obviously, the wait, story is bullshit. Wait, they the didn't, blood
1: moon? They I'm just thinking there. of... Yeah, so like right the actors
2: now. didn't film during the Blood <laughs> Moon, so they don't know that any of this stuff can actually happen. They thought they were just filming a stupid story that they were told and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so you have this big population of people, which is the char- the real characters and the people that played those characters that think they know them and think that they know this is all a hoax. And then, of course, stuff actually starts happening.
4: <laughs> and how did the show convince the people to go back? Did they pay them enough money? Did they like... Well- why would the people that already experienced it consent to go back?
2: So they have different they have different they, that's uh that's a whole that's all explained more or less. At mm-hmm. some point we're just going to do a really extensive plot synopsis of everything that happened the season <laughs> but to go into okay. those details. But I just wanted to get that mm-hmm. premise out there cuz that was that went it, it started like especially by the time you get to the finale and some of the really weird shit starts happening in the show. It starts to go into Metal Gear Solid Two territory of weird meta commentary of its <laughs> of its own franchise, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening in American Horror Story right now? It's a it's a season worth watching, and you would, can would, just start there.
4: Here's a question: Would they ever show people, say, like loved ones, family, or just plain viewers of the show reacting to what's happening? Like, was Uh there an outside person who was an avid watcher of the show experiencing, like, watching this, and then they're like, maybe I'm going to go and see what's happening over there, or anything like that, or not really?
2: They very heavily uh, uh, go into elements such as what happens when you make this murder house famous that everyone thinks isn't actually real, but is actually real, and now everyone knows about it, and what what that kind of fallout can be. And when people try to visit this horror site like you're doing a horror tour or people going Uh to like horror conventions about the movie and like how it changed their life that that you're and like hugging the actor and all these other things. Like there's so many there's so many Mm -hmm. different uh, avenues that get explored because it's like a really weirdly thought out neat little season of a show. And you can just skip to that one, which is great. So I'd uh I'd recommend taking a look at that. That's T V got weird.
0: There's some really weird crazy stuff happening on TV right now.
4: Okay, yeah. Yeah, that I just uh,
0: speaking of TV, I, I just uh, finished catching up almost all the way through the uh, new Samurai Jack season. Oh, oh, is, how is uh, it? Par excellence, it's very okay. good. I haven't so, seen the original, off, so they I need to rewatch the original. The... Because I don't
2: remember it after like fifteen
0: years. <laughs> well, they nailed the art style of the original. It's almost impossible to tell. That it's um <laughs> like been 15 years like they must have gotten like a huge chunk of the original talent back and I believe they did. But I mean, I've only seen the top level credits like your producers and whatnot. You know, they got all those guys back, but they're not the ones that are like in there actually like putting down like lines on their whatever software it's they use. It's surprisingly play. easy Some to mimic a style if you're actually then... good. Yeah, Probably, chances yeah. are they
3: have the keyframe it. Yeah, if they get the
0: keyframe people back, then it's they're pretty much solid. You, know? it's, it, you can change out the tweeners a lot easier. They can change out the keyframers. But uh, yeah, they did... Um, the, the art style is dead on. The writing is great. The timing on everything is great. The fighting sequences are... Um, impactful. Uh the whole show is very fluid. It's just uh it's just really good. And Mm -hmm. there's only one episode that has like any like overt fan service in it. And it's handled extremely well. Where so the show is set in the future and then there's Mm -hmm. well yeah in the future compared to the first show uh mm. like the future of the future, <laughs>
3: the, future <also. laughs> the future of the future <laughs> the past
0: of the so, they looked
3: around They're back in the past
0: again now well that would bring a quick end to the show wouldn't it <laughs> it's like the idea so of the having future like of a, the
2: future it's like hearing that like a star wars movie takes place in the future so then you have to like attend like a long time ago in a galaxy far far away but like later but not than as that long
0: time ago <laughs> yeah not, not
2: quite but as a bit long later time. than a long time ago
0: so they there's one episode in this season where they show um, a whole bunch of really memorable characters from the first uh, run of the series, uh, them being like 50 years older and mm. then talking about like what their experiences were like and how like Jack saved their lives. That episode is pure fan service, basically, but it's actually extremely cool because there's a lot of depth. The fan service that they draw out because it's like all these characters that you just think of, like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that. And then, like, seeing them again, I don't know, makes it heartwarming. Did they
4: tie up ends? Like, some of them are grandparents and other things.
0: Tons of stuff like that. Yeah.
4: Yeah, because it's always sad when you have an epic adventure and Mm -hmm. as soon as the the main protagonists become like the, there are instances where, especially with like the older hero, mm-hmm. like he can become uh, a mentor to some youngling, but then ends up like dying in some kind yeah. of heroic sacrifice or something. I really wish that they stuck around longer. Yeah, You don't want to be the Obi-Wan, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. it's always nice. You're to the see, Obi-Wan see the, for
1: me.
3: <laughs>
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
3: (laughs) i i really i really want to read a fantasy novel where you know they defeat the great evil and then it just keeps going Mm
1: -hmm.
0: then then that would be pretty interesting dealing with a massive power vacuum after the empire collapses yeah
4: well i mean star wars kind
0: of did that but they just kept after
3: a certain point it kind of became villain of the month uh which is unfortunate
4: what would a story be aside from like a new well did you
3: guys ever did you guys ever read the uh the actual like Lord of the Rings trilogy, as opposed to watching the movies, or no? Uh,
1: the I read up. Through, I mean, I read
4: halfway to the Twin Towers. You have to.
3: Yeah, you have to have I read finished... like, the
0: first book. See, yeah, it. you
3: have to finish the last one to get what I'm saying. So, so
2: the, the movies were coming out when I was in high school or middle school. Uh, no, middle school. Middle the fr- school. The, for the, for the us. first, yeah. the first two movies were already out, when, and we're, I was waiting for Return of the King to come out in middle school. So I tried to read Return of the King, and mm-hmm. that's when I. That's when I. Re- it became clear that movies and books are not one-to-one translations and they move stuff around mm-hmm. like crazy, because, like, mm-hmm. the Return of the King book opens with, like, I think Merry or Pippin with Gandalf headed towards Minas Tirith, and I'm like, I don't know why anything's happening. Yeah, None yeah, of they, this was right. set they up they yet in, in the movies.
3: A lot right.
2: of that. So, so, um... No, it's just because a lot of that stuff happened in... A lot of stuff that sets that stuff up happened in the last movie as opposed to the second movie and things like that. It's like they get mm-hmm. rearranged so you can't go from one to the other.
0: They did They did rearrange a lot of things, yes. So with uh, with
3: Return of the King, the, after they get rid of the ring, the book keeps going.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, For a long actually, time. Yeah. <laughs> the so, movie uh, keeps that's I going. Uh, so the movie kept going, but like the weird part was... They had to go back and uh, reconquer the Shire because uh, Saruman occupied. After shit. Sar Saruman gets evicted by a bunch of Ents, he goes to the Shire of all places with like some evil hobbits and like a couple of orcs and stuff like that, and he takes over. And then, uh, and then then the <laughs> Hobbits, by themselves, have to go retake the place as, like, kind of freedom fighters. It's like this kind of weird, like, what? backcourt it's of the book so or something weird. like that. Hadn't... It's so bizarre, but I really liked it because it was, like, this kind of weird...
4: Actually made the
3: Hobbits <laughs> relevant characters as opposed well, to just actually, ring bears.
4: hadn't Merry or Pippin uh, been sort of... They, they were uh, drawn to the Palantir that Gandalf had brought and, like, touched it? and he saw a vision of the shire on fire and with orcs there um, but they're just yeah that that happened in one of the movies and he, they had to tear the palantir stone away from him
2: yeah that's what leads to him being taken alone to minas tirith
4: mhm mm-hmm.
2: yeah there's and it's just def- it's fu- definitely funny to think that like when i saw that movie in theaters my friend and I both were, like, sitting there, like, like kicking our legs up and down over and over again, because we're like, we need to use the restroom, this is like a three-hour movie, but it won't end, because the ring's broken, but there's, like, 20 minutes of endings, and it's really funny thinking that the book was actually, like, w- even way longer at that point still. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great. It would just uh-huh. never I- end.
3: I actually really liked that scene. I haven't gone back to reread the books, but I've gone back to reread uh, that section, because it was fun. Isn't that scene in the extended version... I mean, this was like a whole arc, but maybe. I, I've never actually watched um, the extended version. I've only
4: watched a portion time. of the extended version for the first film.
3: Yeah, and which is effectively just, look at New Zealand. Isn't it pretty? <laughs> a, a couple more it scenes in pretty. the Shire,
4: as I recall. But I, when watching it, I can tell why they cut them out for pacing's sake. Oh,
2: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember which ones oh, I saw in extended really form, but when I saw them, I was definitely th- like I remember thinking like I don't remember what wasn't here before, <laughs> like I finished an extended version of one of the movies. No, I don't. Re- I don't remember seeing new things. Like it must have been inconsequential <laughs> extended moments or like scenery or something. I know one uh-huh. of the main ex- one of the main cutscenes I actually would recognize later was that. Uh, during return of the king you s- i think you see aragorn land with a- with all of these ships along the coastline and then a horde mm-hmm. of ghosts come flying out to yeah. attack everything
3: yeah there's a mm-hmm. whole
2: lengthy section where he has yeah. to more or less romance a bunch of ghosts cuz like you see him get the him. ghosts in the original movie but then then they just arrive on the battlefield with no in between whereas in the in there's like a few scenes in the extended version showing them basically commute to the war <laughs>
4: Whoa! Oh, wait.
0: to I... war. Wow. Well put.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, you see, I remember in the film he did have to go and encounter all the ghosts. Yeah, I just and said that. It, like the, he gets it...
2: that in all versions of the movie.
4: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: It's just that in the so extended version, they, sh- they show a bunch of scenes between the part where he gets them and the part where they actually attack the war, like because in, uh-huh. in, the, in the theatrical cut there's the big final f- battle happening and then just swoosh Aragorn's here with ghosts and you're like whoa they're here but in whereas the,
4: before they showed the in ghosts the extended like, version, getting on there's the there's like extra scenes
2: of like them using boats to get across the sea and stuff like that and like, all, like just yeah it's just they're commuting to war <laughs> like straight up scenes of that
4: I, I suppose yeah I mean it would give it it would give things away I suppose. And he's like, oh, you know, they're coming. You know, they're coming on the ships. Whereas there was that moment when, oh, were they the people to the south? Is that what they were called? They were like, oh, yeah, reinforcements have arrived. But instead of reinforcements, it was, you know, Aragorn and the ghosts. So it it led to some kind of element of surprise.
0: Aragorn and the ghosts (laughs) kind of sounds like an old man. It sounds like a band. (laughs) Uh, Like Josie and the Pussycats. (laughs) <laughs> aricorn and all his ghosty pals solving <laughs> mysteries and having fun i've got a
2: good look I'm, I'm looking through our backlog of questions i've got a really it's important question that i've got a really important heard. question to answer okay N- yeah. Knox asks hi what do you guys think about making streams or videos of pen and paper sessions i've seen this from other youtubers and they're always really fun to watch
3: well, no, um, uh, uh, we yeah, that sounds like yeah, sounds like a terrible idea. From about sorry, three weeks sorry, ago. Sorry,
4: man.
3: <laughs> like maybe well, maybe we're not someday, using yeah. pens
4: and paper.
3: Yeah, maybe when God. maybe when Keith feels like being a team player and Bird, you know, learns how to sing properly or something.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> we'll the start our pen out? and paper D and D
3: campaign, a uh, a bard's tale. I <laughs> uh, so I I've been threatening Shell with this that if what? she misbehaves. I'm going to write the campaign into having an extended uh band travel si- uh situation where you like you get an this. extended I have the campaign just becomes a musical.
2: Concert.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you guys go around doing battles with oh, bands oh, and whatnot. Oh. We have
2: to sing our attacks. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, knuckle <laughs> Could our... you imagine a
4: and d opera campaign where everything has to be sung? That
2: It'd would be, bad. be horrible.
4: Oh man. It would be
2: so exhausting. Because of how, just how it long be, sessions are by
0: comparison. It would be Oh No Necromancer. Except instead of the characters being me. Sooner or later would a necromancer has to show accent. up in the
2: campaign and, so, and an
0: NPC has to say, Oh no. Oh no, necromancer. <laughs> Punch. Dead. Oh Did no. You know, with to to go to or do you want to go to questions? Keep going, man. Mm-hmm. Can he resurrect self? The religion- I guess we find out.
2: Related to what we were talking about, uh, Colonel RPG asked, uh, How do you feel about in game character creation in RPGs like Skyrim or Fallout 4 in comparison to character creation systems like those in Pillars of Eternity or Baldur's Gate where you create your character before the game starts?
0: Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> I've never thought about comparison.
4: Oh wait, wait! What was so there are the games where you before create your character the game,
0: in and then those the game games where, where the game
2: starts gimmicks. and then at some point you make a character. So and I those games I where like you make that. a character and then the entire story. I always starts. prefer making the character beforehand,
3: yeah, because if you
2: make a mistake or whatever, you have to go through all those cutscenes
3: again. All the cutscenes, especially exactly. the breaks. Looking at you, Wagon seeing Skyrim. It's, yeah, it's basically <laughs> like, do
2: you like making a character before the game starts, or do you
0: like Professor Oak asking if you're a boy yeah. or a girl? The other thing is that yeah, if you make character uh, before game starts, then you can restart another game with that character. But if yeah. you make the character during the game, then you have to. You cannot restart with that character I mean, I ever guess, again. Part of the difference is though. Okay, bird, bird. We got enough of that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. As soon as it begins, it's very hard for me to turn it off. <laughs>
4: uh-huh. <laughs> but,
3: uh huh. But like I'm trying.
4: Oh, but yeah, I, I completely understand because I'm very particular about my characters and character yeah. creation. And the thing is, sometimes when you see a character yep. in character creation, whether it be the lighting or the perspective, uh, let's go say that you bring a character into the game and you finally see a cutscene and you realize, oh, you know, the hairstyle covers one of their eyes every single time they talk with an NPC. Maybe I want to see more of my character's face. I need a new hairstyle. Or, oh no, mm-hmm. my character turn in profile and the chin is receded way too far.
2: Yeah, it's one of the <laughs> scariest things when you have a, you're making a 3D character with sliders and everything. And they don't let you rotate the character properly. Or they don't animate mm-hmm. them. So you can't tell what's happening. Like, Mass Effect's mm-hmm. really bad about this. Because they, ha- they would let you... In some of the games, you could use a joystick to tilt your character. But... Uh you weren't like literally wrote like it wasn't like oblivion where you were rotating a camera around you they had 100 percent control over you would press left and Shepard would do a complete animation to look left and then stay there and like lock in that position and you couldn't Mm -hmm. tilt the camera and you couldn't control the speed at which they turn left so it was like it was there practically just snapping into a new position and that just wasn't enough
4: they could actually have like someone with terrible jaw yeah uh, and I've seen a jawline and yeah, cheekbones,
2: and, and that's where you, that's when you get the nightmares of like, oh, oh God, my character I made, that's how they animate. like their eyelashes are going through their face and like they oh. get that really creepy expression sometimes or their neck is way too long and stuff like that.
4: Hair clipping through necks, uh, sometimes when they like open their mouth, something, yeah. Or
0: like their nose looks fine, and then from profile it's like sunk into their face. (laughs) (laughs) Or just like
2: really weird, horrible things happen when specific expressions come up. You're like, oh no. And -hmm. then there's plenty, I've played my fair share of 3D RPGs with character creators where you can't even rotate your character. Yep, mm-hmm. and Inquis Dragon Age Inquisition for some reason had the genius idea to put your because your character wakes up inside of the like a rift and has to escape out of it. The mm-hmm. you're inside the rift when you customize your character, so you're in like a dark room, like where you can barely yep. see. making your character. I'm like, why did you do that?
3: Yeah, my character came came off as this like kind of weird pinky gray <laughs> because I was trying to give him like dark skin. And I was like, yeah, this this, this is like a nice. Uh, yeah,
4: the colors. Let's make are our just character wrong. for
2: one for our fifty hour RPG in this dark room of in a lighting system that'll never come up again.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> the like, other reason I, I like uh, out of game character creation is Dark Souls because it's just like, okay, now I can mess around and if I don't like it, I can immediately just bow
2: out. Yeah, I hate
3: having yeah. to like work to get to the character creation. Right. Mm-hmm. Like i torn never works at the same straight.
2: time. Like I want to make my character in advance visually, but like, I kind of want to finish like an entire prologue chapter before I actually choose how I'm going to play. Cause yeah. like so many RPGs demand to you to know, make grand decisions about your entire character up front, not even knowing what the game systems actually are basically. Oh, yeah.
4: I-, I think that, I think that appearance wise it's fine to have before the game, but class and uh, play style should yeah. be as you go along yeah. in the game, because then you have the opportunity to try it out.
3: I I like I, games I, where there's a cheat code where you can just respec yeah. completely. <laughs> like I, I, I've done that a couple of times in like Bethesda games. Before I started YouTubing, I was just like, all right, mm-hmm. I am bored of being the heavy heavy two-handed guy. It is <laughs> time to be a destruction mage. And then I just completely reboot my character, throw in whatever gear I've grabbed and... <laughs> You know, I don't feel like weird about it.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, there are some games where range just doesn't work, or there are other games where, like, I'm going to be a oh, yeah, versus a warrior I, I and then think, the flipping animations and other things. Are I just think all I over started.
3: Like, ah. I think I started Skyrim specifically trying to go stealth, like the first time I'd ever played it, mm-hmm. and I, It feels like uh, the Elder Scrolls stealth games, and I guess Bethesda stealth in general. It, you have a boolean: either you've been seen or you're totally invisible. Like you're you're easy to spot, yeah. or and there's like
2: uh, oh yeah, there's no there's ground. no there's no filling up a question mark.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and that bugs me. I mean, me there a little is bit. sort of closed, but in practice, open. It doesn't it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> I think in practice they usually don't tell you. Yeah, it's just oh, everyone's mad at you now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I yeah, I'm playing Morrowind recently, and I I've actually had a really weird experience with the stealth system because. They send you on a thieves mission to just go, like, go steal a key. And the only keys that exist are, are on two different people in the city. So you have to pickpocket the key unless you're going to, like, attack mm-hmm. a dude and take it off his body. So, like, okay, it's a pickpocketing skill. I specialize in stealth, so, like, that's one of my highest stats. Surely this opening mission for the thieves guild is something that I can reasonably do with my elevated sink skill, right? And I'm sitting there like... Just over and over again, like quick save, and then like let's try to let's try to quit pickpocket him. Nope. Let's try again. Nope. Let's try again. Nope. Let's use an an invisibility potion to pickpocket him. Nope. Every single time, no matter what, he instantly yeah. detects me and starts murdering me. Oh, so yeah. I sit in a room for like worse. two hours in a corner while stealth, which makes you just auto level your stealth by just standing in a room with people while stealthing. And That's then I come back with true. my power leveled stealth, and it still fails like nine out of ten times. And I'm like, "What? <laughs> what is,
3: what I- is Elder Scrolls nice. stealth? I don't understand." I-,
4: I love the idea of the assassin. I've always wanted to be able to play one in a game, but I find I always end up diverging or gravitating towards like sort of a battle mage see, because mm-hmm. magic. I, and I, then I feel actual, like, like heavy I feel like they should
3: adapt the uh, adopt the um, the age old like. You can see sight radiuses, and, like, you have, like, a little noise circle and stuff like Uh, that.
1: Oh, yeah. Because,
3: like... What was I... What what was I playing recently? I I mean, I guess Origami kind of had that, though. I guess it kind of tended to be on the side of bullshit. Uh, But, like, a good stealth game is one... Oh, freaking Shadow Tactics. That was kind of the perfect stealth game in a lot of ways. Like, it was very obvious, like, exactly how and why the enemies are going to notice you. Mm -hmm. And... You mess up, and you know exactly why, whereas in, like, Skyrim, you're, like, behind a bush, and nobody can see you, and suddenly everybody knows where you are, and they're, like, running towards you, and you're, like, pardon?
2: Um, and the Elder Scrolls games are kind of stats-driven to a fault at times. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is kind of iffy, because they have, like, the, the that almost, like, fa- you know, that, that fable-ish system where you level up a thing by doing it a lot which just encourages you to be an, a lunatic and repeat an action constantly yeah. until oh, yeah. it, it gets good. Like It encourages you to jump constantly wherever you go to level up your jumping skill basically, and stealth yeah. everywhere for no reason, or sit, or no, sit in a corner stealth that. because it'll level your stealth.
0: You shouldn't do that because it will then, then your major level gets messed up or you just download a mod so it makes you not have to think about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think in Morrowind in
2: particular, I don't think the enemies scale.
0: Like they do in later yeah, games. Yeah, they don't as I much. I don't think they do no.
2: Skyrim,
3: I want to say it was Skyrim or Oblivion was definitely the worst offender.
2: Oblivion scales like crazy because I didn't understand okay. how to, I didn't understand how to level in that game when I first played it. I was just going in blind, so I played through like a third of the story without ever leveling up a single time. I'm like, huh. Never really leveling up. I guess you just don't level in this game, which felt natural because the game makes your skills go up constantly. So I'm like, okay, yep. my skills are going <laughs> up. So I guess that's just what leveling means in this game. Then I went to mm-hmm. a bed once because I had to sleep for a story mission or something. And I was like, le- and I gained so many levels, and the entire landscape of enemies across the entire continent was replaced with completely different enemies <laughs> because <laughs> they all <laughs> scaled into different enemies completely.
0: It was a bizarre <laughs> experience. That. Is hilarious. Wow. like, why are there dragons now? (laughs) There's a reason that I, whenever I introduce people to Oblivion, which doesn't happen anymore. There's a reason when I introduced (laughs) people to Oblivion and stuff in the past, I always just said, like, download mods for scaling. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, they're so unintuitive and clunky and shit. I almost and wish they'd do away them.
3: with uh, scaling attributes to some degree and, like, kind of mm-hmm. embrace the more action RPG elements of the game. Um, numbers. yeah. Yeah, I, I've been having this problem a lot with a lot of games. After Hollow Knight, honestly, which uh-huh. did, like, scaling so goddamn well, everything else has just felt really, like, lackluster. Uh, yeah. Like, Back to the Surge, uh, or not just the surge though there's like a billion games where it's just like uh you're uh you're fighting like enemies that get like slowly beefier and beefier and beefier and, beefier, and you're t- like it's just kind of this like bad number uh inflation and I'm like not just keep it consistent just give me more fun tools to mess around with mm-hmm. instead of making like it this Zelda's kind of weirdly weird. good at that I don't know if Breath of the Wild is uh I'm kind of tired of like Burning through a whole weapon just to fight a a small small group of moblins.
0: Yeah, it's just I've been. Like, I thought he was about to say a squirrel, and I was yeah. like, huh, <laughs> a squirrel. Be a little weird. I've just I've just
2: found it interesting that I've just I've just been noticing that subtly in the background, Breath of the Wild has just been scaling up the chi- the difficulty based on variables I don't know, and okay. it hasn't so, felt unfair or anything.
3: Um. So. Uh, You haven't done any of the dungeons yet. Nope. It scales off of dungeons.
2: But it doesn't. It scales by some other things everywhere. So, uh,
3: what what we did was we finished the first dungeon, and okay, a couple of enemies, a harder has started showing up. And then we did all the other dungeons in one night, and suddenly everything's like a white or a black enemy. (laughs) And, like, blue enemies are refreshing, and, like, all the weapons now have, like, crazy bonuses, but I'm still, like, Mm. burning through them fast. And it's not it's not terrible but it's very noticeable that the highest determinator for like uh game scale is clearing the dungeons out uh Mm -hmm. so when you do those you're probably going to see like things uptick but i think it caps out after a certain point so you might not get it you might actually have like uh kind of passive scaled it just by doing shrines and whatnot
2: maybe yeah because i've done more than half the shrines and i've done every tower and i've like filled in the map and done so many little obscure things and picked up crazy loot. And who knows which things also scale tr- difficulty. Yeah. Cause it's never told to you. Nope. It just kind of happens. And suddenly like, Oh, that Lionel has a white mane now. Uh,
3: <laughs> hi. Yeah. Well, I think those, I think Lionels actually don't scale. I yeah. think they're entirely mm-hmm. based on location. Uh, same thing with Talises and a couple others.
4: Oh yeah, because we ran into a tali- um uh, not a Talis, a Lionel early on and got creamed.
3: Yes, we <laughs> ran into. I think it was a black Lionel or something like that, and he one shot us with a fireball. That was a mm-hmm. that was a surprise. Like on the t-
0: on
2: the topic
3: the of only character thing I know creators, about Lionel
0: is that he's a good
2: singer. <laughs> what are we gonna say? <laughs> oh God. On the on the topic of character creators, one of my biggest gripes with Western RPG is just in general is. like i i think one of the reasons why and people found this generally is like the warrior class or the soldier class and and being in a shooter game that that doesn't any the the version that has no special abilities and just hits stuff until it dies is almost always the most most popular class of every single game
4: i never i never play those i always play
2: those like i can super (laughs) see why it happens because of the fact that like Every game has a completely different idea of how it wants to handle things like magic and how yes. you how you make magic, how you cast magic, how available is magic, who how effective is magic against different enemies and like how useful is it in a fight? Do you need to rely on it purely or can you like balance it different ways? How does it progress? Where do I need to go to get the reagents? Are there reagents like so many different things the get there's such a myriad of ways that it could go with the magic?
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I find that in practice you can never tell in advance how a game's gonna go, and that's because like no Western RPGs tend to have like a like spellcasting sandbox where you can learn how it works and things like that. And so they're like, make your character blind, Just do it from scratch here. You're gonna have almost nothing at the beginning of the game, like every other character. And then maybe if you play it for ten hours, you'll know whether or not you want to be a spellcaster <laughs> after choosing it ten hours ago. Like it's mm-hmm. it's I real the- rough.
3: I think Divinity Original Sin might have been the most, uh, uh, I guess, the worst offender of that. Because, like, by the end of the game, except for the fact that my character was unkillable, I was, like, super jealous of all your spells because they did not scale warriors up at all. Whereas, like, you're just like, it's time to be, uh, it's time to cast crazy spells over the place. I would would literally be like,
2: I'm going to make the entire room rain and then I'm going to make the entire room fry. Yeah,
3: I I always play. And you're like, I'm gonna hit it with my sword. Well, eventually, I just uh, I hoarded all of the consumables, so the grenades and whatnot. You just (laughs) throw them instead of having spells. That that helped a lot because it's just like Keith would cast a spell, and I'd I'd cast the (laughs) accompaniment. Like next up. So when we play that, if any of you guys pick uh, pick a melee uh, a
2: melee build, um,
3: I'm disowning you. Yeah,
2: this is why I think I'm seeing more and more like games. Especially in a post Dark Souls world, you're seeing more and more games where that are literally like, "Here's your character, he just exists. Yeah. Go put points mm-hmm. into stuff," as opposed to giving you like classes to pick in advance. And then also we're seeing more more games where you can just respec because yes. like that's
0: my yeah. I mean, honestly. <laughs> If a game doesn't have respecking, I'm super pissed off at it just by default. Like, that's interesting. I don't. I, I change my character build so often, like two thirds into a game, if I get the choice, because usually, usually, what I do, and this shouldn't surprise you if you know anything about me, is I do the dumbest kind of <laughs> novelty thing up in this. this amuses me. working entirely and then it better let me respec, otherwise i'm never seeing the ending of the game when i hit that inevitable brick wall. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah it was like one in,
2: thing... in neo i found that there's a giant bomb that was basically just a cluster of smaller bombs inside of it and it's like the equivalent of <laughs> throwing like a giant it's like the equivalent of throwing a giant ball of fireworks at your enemy and the moment that i knew it funny. existed i'm like oh well i have to specialize in this <laughs> and <laughs> that could be real so? bad in some games
4: Oh, I was just going to say how um, it seems as though MMOs specifically are guilty yeah. of the once you set yourself in a specific class, you can never change it. Though, I know yeah. that there's games like Final Fantasy online. Um, is it, do they call it Final Fantasy 14? I
2: mean, there's the yeah. Diablo 2 experience of, oh, did you misclick on a skill? Time to make a new character. Yeah, uh, Right, where Final
4: Fantasy 14, mm-hmm. I think you can actually acquire all the classes in the game so long as you you know continue to put points into each and every Mm. single one and so technically you really only need to make one character to experience everything if you really wanted to whereas another mmo's you have to level it's
0: an mmo i kind of want that to be the experience oh yeah i I think in a single player game in in the ass
2: i think (laughs) in a single player game with has like you know like a story a story driven game I think mm-hmm. it's especially important to let the player respec and keep that option available because mm-hmm. if they're 20 it's hours a, into story. a story, yeah. a lot of players would rather either quit or like tough it out with the spec they're not having fun with than go through the effort of getting to a different spec that they'd have fun with because yep. they'd have to start the whole story over and that's mm-hmm. so much yep. of playing the same levels again when you're mm-hmm. not when that's not what you're going for.
1: Do we have
0: um, any
4: questions? Um, I
0: don't know. Um, any more questions? Dario did yeah, kind of give us one question. Anyway, what? Dario asks, here is
2: another one. Was, oh, that's, a, that's a preamble. Uh, is there any ability that you wish you would have learned
0: but never did? Like parkour or, <laughs> or play any sport or something like that? Oh, okay. I like how they immediately assume it's all physical for us. I forgot the first uh, example hey, hey, was hey. parkour.
3: Hmm. <laughs> I knew people that did parkour in high school, and then they broke their arms, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I mean,
0: that well, was they cool did parkour for a bit." Wrong, then
4: I had always uh... wanted to. I mean, when it comes to like sports and physical stuff, I always mm-hmm. wanted to have like I really should have tried out some kind of martial arts or. Um, I tried martial training. arts. It was I a l- lot abso- of
3: standing and punching at. The I absolutely
4: air. love like mm-hmm. target archery, um, but. That's just something that I would do at my friend's cabin in the woods with her old, like, resin bows and stuff, so there's that. But, yeah, martial arts, um, I really, I I want to learn a lot of, like, crafting things, but those are things that I haven't, like, run out of time to do. Actually, like, you can still pursue a lot. It's just difficult for okay. some of them.
3: I. Back to an old topic. I have a new complaint about the Surge. Oh, okay. (laughs) So the game really likes to have these, like, really pretty finisher animations. All right. No problem. You're
0: not invincible during them.
3: You're not invincible during them, in fact. And Mm -hmm. you're locked into them for a while. You go into slow-mo. The enemies around you do not. So you're, (laughs) like, in this really intense, like, slow-mo kill-a-person animation. This (laughs) other guy just shows up and starts wailing on you in the butt. No. Ah. uh, I was in the middle of, like, a chop a guy in half animation... Mm -hmm. and it uh, flung me off a cliff because my character was making these, like, broad, fluid motions to Mm. take a swing at a guy, and then it's just like, oh, but you're too close to the edge, so you slip off and die. I had to that so many times with... And I had, like, no control because you're locked into that animation, so I was like, no, 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 and just...
4: Sort of like jumping abilities, like ones where, let's go say that you're a warrior in a game and you have a charge ability that sends you Mm -hmm. straight forward. Uh, <laughs> oh, so that's right. the
0: funniest thing to see people do, though. Uh,
4: yeah, doing that and then accidentally Starting going right off, off the side of a cliff. like that. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. I forgot
3: the other thing that bugs me is, unlike Dark Souls, uh, you have a time limit before you can get your shit back. Uh, not, not like before you can. It'll disappear. It's two and a half minutes. So if you oh, die at the very oh. end of the level, uh, you're kind of screwed. If you can kill an enemy, it extends the timer by a little bit. But, That's um, a dumb fast. system. Why? Yeah, oh yeah. Especially because there are a lot of enemies that take like two minutes to kill because they're shielded from the BB. front.
2: Wow. They're tanky That's as stupid. hell, but you are not. Yeah. I watched some I of die- your videos and you just die in like two hits.
3: Oh yeah, mm. I still do. I'm further in the game. I've upgraded my shit and I still die in two hits and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. alright. I found the defense armor, but I don't actually know if that makes a difference because as far they as I can fun. tell, the numbers are bullshit. I've got claws that do 25 damage and a sword that does 45 damage, and they do, in actuality, 20 damage and 30 damage, which feels really Mm -hmm. weird. Anyway, sorry.
1: Yep.
0: All right, so skills (laughs) to pay the bills, or regrettably will not pay the bills.
2: I've just always wanted to play guitar, but hate the miserable, miserable feeling of trying to learn to play guitar. Oh, you you don't like hearing yourself so
0: bad for so long. Long. You don't like hearing yourself be like duh, duh, duh. wait, wait, hang on. Duh, 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 duh. hang on I spent I an it. entire summer trying
2: reason, to play guitar and trying to learn it, teach it myself. And there I actually have the better. videos uploaded on the channel that's now my <laughs> my professional channel.
0: Nice. Is i that, gotta hear it. <laughs> I had
2: a I had a thing uh It was like a self-induced project thing where I I was Mm -hmm. uh, the G-O-I-S-T project, get your shit together, where uh, I was in college and it was what I thought might be my last summer before graduation, which which would be my last summer ever as far as like a thing that you take off from stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this time to, I'm going to exercise every day and I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to practice guitar every day and I'm going to Produce some kind of digital artwork every single day, and I'm going to like, I'm gonna like make progress in all three of these things. Uh, Mm -hmm. And man, those uh, that guitar progress sure as hell didn't go much of anywhere
0: (laughs) at all. (laughs) Learning playing the guitar is so difficult that if there weren't people that already knew how to play the guitar, I would assume it was impossible to actually play the guitar. (laughs) But the people could do it, so I must be wrong. But I don't know how they do it. I played the guitar a little bit, and I can't anymore because I played it so much I injured my left hand. And um, now if I ever, like, it doesn't, it only, it only hurts when I play the guitar. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has to do with, like, the way I hold it. pinky out, basically. Uh, Um, yeah. Like, no other activity does that sort of movement with my hands. assume it only comes up when I play guitar.
4: Maybe it would be something similar to, say, like violins and cellos and violas and Mm -hmm. basses and whatnot. Because, yeah, I could never, I rarely ever use my pinky finger on the violin. Mm -hmm. I had taken violin for several years. But for Mm -hmm. some reason, I don't know if I just didn't have the strength in it, but Mm -hmm. I would never like to use. And they say, oh, but you don't you don't want to just play an open string. You have to use the fourth finger to get up to the A versus the D. And I'm like, (laughs) Um, (laughs) "In any case. uh, Yeah, I when I was actually visiting home, my family wanted me to play some violin. Try doing it. And because I haven't played in so long, my the calluses are gone. Right. And it, it feels like you're, you know, it, it, you're, it hurts. you're putting, it hurts a lot. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, the, the wire strings are, 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 probably, you know, not like piercing your flesh, but they're pushing your flesh in enough that you might be starting to get close to the like little, the bone mm-hmm. and whatnot. And uh, yeah, yeah pretty much. No, it doesn't so- make
0: you bleed or anything like that, but they, it just hurts cause it's a lot of like pressure. What were we going to
3: say, Wander? I was going to say in the same vein. I mm-hmm. want to know how to make music. Just, you know, not synth synthesizer, but like I got Fruity Loops or something.
4: Get a MIDI controller for us.
3: Me? No, no, Shell wants me to buy a MIDI controller. <laughs>
4: it has oh, okay. to be, you know, a so nice she piano one.
3: She, she mm-hmm. wanted me to get us a a, a uh, Cintiq
4: mm-hmm.
0: by
3: us. She's the one that uses it. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. I love my antique. God, I've still got it's, these videos up from tough.
2: like from like May through August of 2011, where I'm like nice. trying to place like where is my mind and Blue Monday Ugh. and Eat the Rich and shit.
0: That's hilarious. <laughs> I and really there,
2: want to see those. There were like these weird shitty vlogs where I would try to play shitty mm-hmm. guitar, and then I would then they would just show like digital art that I had made that week, basically. And then in the <laughs> middle of that, there's randomly a video of me playing Trine with my, uh, with my brother, and that was the first. <laughs> I tried that too. It's the first let's play that I ever uploaded. <laughs> and that's then it's hilarious. Then, and approximately man. like four months later, I would start doing sad games with Andrew. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> the weird wrong thing came out mm-hmm. of that summer, basically. <laughs> I
0: technically yeah, wonders, figured want my to life out music. that summer. <laughs> if you all learn how to make music, there's a ton of different paths. Um, but I know you don't have time, so that's kind of ends <laughs> up being a big win. May, <laughs>
3: maybe I will, maybe I won't. I mean, part of it mm-hmm. is like I'm, I'm taking a little bit more of a relaxed approach to content generation, which is mm-hmm. just like, well, I don't like this game. Die, Bye. all right, <laughs> yeah. So, Die, like, uh, god, Die. there was a did you guys, you guys probably didn't see the marketing for the like old school shooter roguelike that came out, uh this past week called you
2: know,
3: you, know, things have gone, f- you,
2: you know things have gone too far when my response to that statement is which one
3: uh yeah that's a fair point uh Damn. I've already so forgot about the name strafe? of it yeah strafe That's 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 the one uh, so I bought it because it's a devolver digital game. And they that. Don't... What's
2: that? What's that one that's like it's all black and demonic? It's like bl- a black background and red monsters everywhere, and you're spawning mm-hmm. in a small central area, and it's it's like the exact same concept of like being a, like a permadeath twitch shooter rogue uh, retro oh, style. Is
3: that, uh, is that like Demon Knives or whatever?
2: I think that's close. Yeah. Oh, well. Talk um, about Strafe.
3: Yeah, so I picked up Strafe because, you know, I to some degree still pretend I do roguelikes on my channel. I guess I'm playing Dead Cells right now, so I guess I'm fulfilling the quota. But, uh, so I picked it up because, you know, it looks like a really neat game. I like I like that art style, the kind of like uh, mm-hmm. pixel textures and stuff like that. The game is bad. Um, yeah. Like, super bad. Like, they probably spent more time, like, kind of tooting their own horn and being like, look at how, like, awesome and hardcore this is. And, like, effectively what happens is you peek into a room, all of the enemies in unison notice you and start running towards you <laughs> at about the same speed. And some of them have guns, uh-huh. so they're running and shooting at about the same time. And that's actually about it. Uh, that That's how the game goes. And eventually you die because there's no health pickups. So you have to do all of this without... Getting hit, but there's also no sound design, so like an enemy will come up uh, behind you, and the only reason why you'll know is because you've died because they were mm-hmm. behind you, which comes as a bit of a surprise and frustration. But,
2: but on, on behalf of the audience, I have to ask you a question, Wander, which is yeah. have you considered getting good?
3: Oh uh... man. so i actually uh yeah yeah, the reviews are
2: mixed to to bad so yeah
3: i was gonna say usually when that happens i then look at the reviews to see if you're crazy or not basically yeah to see Mm -hmm. if like i have enough of a public uh opinion backing Mm -hmm. me up to uh to get away with not playing the game or shitting all over it and eventually i was just like you know this isn't even worth putting the video up because I like fell through the world and get stuck in a room and I'm like this is bullshit.
2: I'm really glad I was Consensus isn't the game. even good enough. Consensus <laughs> doesn't doesn't stop people from getting mad at me whenever I talk shit about the Ghost in the Shell movie, uh, animagative mm-hmm. memories or Technomancer. Like it's all of it's like you know I'm the crazy one. <laughs>
3: Wait, people gave you shit for not liking the Technomancer? Yep. That's they'll get that all
2: the time. Huh.
4: I um I'm glad that Wander's no longer planning, What was it? Rain World. Oh yeah. His, his screams and lamentations at all hours of the night really. <laughs> Shel was off. distressed
0: by that
3: game.
4: Yes.
0: Dude, <laughs> I still don't know if I if it was very fun to watch you play it. Sort of, but it, I would never touch that game.
3: <laughs> I would I would actually play something similar to it again, assuming it has better controls. Because it actually it is, like
0: yeah, it's a deeply visuals, flawed game in terms of controls. Yeah. Because
3: the visuals were good. The concepts were kind of interesting. The idea of like being almost completely helpless until mm-hmm. well, I guess I guess I could fight back. I did kill a couple of things along yeah. the way. It just
4: It was hit and miss. Yeah.
0: Usually and then I just the glitch. Oh, that was that was pretty glorious when he got eaten by two lizards at the same time. What? Yeah. I, it oh. fired me off into the universe.
4: Uh,
0: that was awesome. That was that was
3: special. That was a <laughs> that I was, was really a beautiful glad that I, that I saw that moment live.
4: I would have quit that game as soon as I realized that I it was starting to traumatize me. I probably would
0: have quit after the after I like realized after I got bit by the karma system the first time. I probably would have quit.
3: That's the one unfortunate part about being really uh, relaxed with my content. Mm-hmm. If I have a series that's doing really well, I'm like maybe you have I to should push like. Through. Uh, maybe I should have push through and just try it. So yeah, like that's part of the reason why I'm still playing the Surge, even though like I don't hate it. It's just like I I could go either way. I, at this point, I've mm-hmm. mastered the uh, shitty bridge that I hated. Mm-hmm. Mainly, I found the shortcut that bypasses the bridge. So, ha. um.
4: Oh yeah. Aside from music, I also think animations really cool. I, animation yeah.
3: is. I mean, if you've got the art, the animation is just time consuming.
4: Well, it depends on what right? kind of animation. Like, I think that because I'm more of a painter than a Flash animator, I, I'd i be better served by... There's been a lot of, like, cutscenes and things done with, like, slightly moving paintings. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like After Effects, I think they call it. Like a
2: motion it. comic, basically?
4: Yeah, something oh, like there's that. there's
0: a... What are those called? Where only part of it moves and part of it stays completely still? Yeah. God, well, there's a special name for it,
4: I don't know, but there are you can, ones you where, you like can you go have, look
2: that up in the background while I'm continuing to look up the shooter I was talking about
4: there there are things like let's go say that you have a mage lady, and uh you know she's standing there with her arms, and her arms might be like like slightly um elevating up and down, and then like the balls that are like glowing like orbs of magic above her hands might sort of. Fade in and out, and maybe they have swirling things around them. And then, mm-hmm. like, hair might be slightly moving but isn't doing a full animation, like that kind of stuff. Because, uh, it's, it's sort of a subtle way for fully painted pieces, uh, to have movement and some kind of mm-hmm. animation. And yeah. they'd done that, uh, for I think like Guild Wars 2 for mm-hmm. a while, they had cutscenes like that, and um. World of Warcraft, it had, like, in between, like, lore stuff before some of the expansions mm-hmm. where they had paintings that moved. And I really like the aesthetic. Like, it's not something that we, you would use to show full actions, but um, definitely in a more, like, moving comic book feel.
3: Okay. Oh, guess, thank uh, God. The I game did... I was
2: thinking of was Devil Daggers. That was uh, bothering yeah.
3: me. <laughs> so I, I was close. I said demon dagger. He said uh, demon knives. <laughs> oh, it
2: was that's, like that's just hilarious. far enough off that, I'm like, I can't extrapolate from these words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I guess if I had to answer that question, um, it's very interesting. Like that's a, it's a really interesting question to, in, in my opinion, especially for
2: somebody who already mastered everything.
0: Well, okay, so <laughs> I don't think I've talked about this. On stream really too much, or like in the podcast, but um i uh I really kind of obsessed with that for a long time, and maybe that kind of informs opinions that, that people might have had who do know me now but like for the longest time, like especially during high school, middle school, I'd have these friends that were just naturally really talented at various things. Like I had some friends Mm. that were extremely good at drawing and some good friends that were really good at singing. I had good friends who were really good at like acting and stuff. And I always just kind of envied those talents and those people. And I became kind of very obsessed with like, I want to do those things. I want to be good at them too. Um, But like during high school and stuff, I was like either too busy or just too mentally not like really um with it at a lot of times to focus on like any sort of growth or s- discipline in a very serious long-term manner so i um i uh a lot of the things that i do are kind of informed by me like wanting to not feel that way anymore when people ask me like when you ask straight up that question like really cuts to the heart of it of like is there something you wish you were good at like, and the answer I is take yes actions, i take actions every single day so that i can kind of answer that question by saying like yes and here's what i'm doing to make that happen
1: mm-hmm, and you yeah. can point
0: to pretty much anything that i do in my life and you can trace it back to me doing it as a result of that question um, I mean, it's why I'm a programmer was because I didn't want to be bad at mathematics because I had friends that were good at mathematics. So I got really good at mathematics one day and then I just kind of like kept I get the feeling
3: way. when you have kids, you're going to like delegate different skills that you can't master to them.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, Bird it's Junior, interesting.
3: Jr., I need you <laughs> yeah. to master the hacky sack. Put <laughs> my and- father...
2: You just make a bunch of kids to learn point. new skills, and then you silo them all back in. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, doesn't uh, isn't there a Titan that does that? I'm <laughs> wait, Funny. wait,
4: wait! You mean who are you referring? Cronos. to? Kronos. Well, Kronos yeah. swallowed his children, yeah. but he didn't acquire their abilities. Uh, he just wanted to prevent um, them uh, from overthrowing him. That's
3: not. That's, you know what? Those are rookie numbers. Well,
0: it might be buried and when of am her. We'll see. <laughs> um but anyway, so i uh i I did a lot of this stuff um I'm doing a lot of this stuff now as an adult because a I have a lot more time because I'm done with school uh and b because that question never really left my mind so like to give you a glimpse into what an average day for me is like is uh i after I come home from work i usually Uh, practice the piano for an hour, then I sing for an hour, then I stream for two hours. After that, I draw for an hour, and then I usually study mathematics or do some programming or continue to draw for the rest of the night. I do that every single day. Um, And then on the weekends, I do that too. I just do it earlier in the day because I don't go to work. Uh, And I guess I'm at a point in life where I don't feel... Like, there's anything more that I want to do. Like, it's it's a really interesting feeling for me because I've always been kind of chasing, like, I really wish I was good at this, but I'm not good at it. And I don't have the time to get good at it. It's like right now where I am is like all the things that I care about improving upon. I am like working towards with one exception but uh <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: yeah that's why Any, i said earlier when we were yeah. answering the question that a lot of things are things that you can still pursue like even yeah. now it's like there are maybe there are a couple things i missed out on like skiing ah uh, mm-hmm. i just cannot pull myself up on skis
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh like not not ice skiing i can ski uh, water skiing water oh, skiing never mind
0: I'm just very lucky then because like water I skiing's too much work and setup. Yeah. <laughs> that's where
3: I am. I was mm-hmm. like I I went uh, I went uh, tubing with Shell's family and it was whole just
2: production like, to go water skiing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So I went tubing with him, and by the end of it my arms were like dead tired and I was uncomfortable mm-hmm. because I'm too big for the tube so my legs had been slapping against the water and just shit like that. My
4: trapezius mm-hmm. muscles got oh, yeah. murdered yeah. by Trying to get up on the So Shell keys. has
3: like this big long giraffe neck. Hey. Oh, jeez.
2: And... Commander Shepard, is that you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um But so uh so she has a fairly long neck compared to most people. And mm-hmm.
4: um and the muscles have to like up. Yeah, so up
3: she's got she's match. got some pretty impressive trapeziuses. Um compared to most people. They were like She looked, if you just looked at her (laughs) neck, it would have looked like she was, like, lifting extra weights or something. It was bizarre.
4: Well, they, like, blew up to, like, twice their size. It was, like, the most pain I'd ever been in.
3: Yeah, she looked looked awful. At that
4: point, I'm like, you know what? As cool as it would be to glide over the water and, you know, do all the (laughs) cool tricks that my uncle could. Like, he could throw off one of his two skis and then ride a single ski snowboard style. And then you know, hold on to the um, and then just never the find the other ski again. Foot. Like you know,
0: the, yeah, really. <laughs>
4: yeah, he would like lift up a foot and put the um the bar on the foot so that you know he's like you know look ma no hands kind of yeah. thing. And it's just like for goodness sake, it was always so awesome and it was always so awesome watching uh him mm-hmm. like going back and forth over the wake and stuff. But no, I I could only two. <laughs> we used to get one of those
2: big flat inner tubes that's like a. It looks like a shoe sole or something, and mm-hmm. we put like three kids on it, and then uh, my dad would drive so fast that it would it would mm-hmm. sometimes it would fly, flip
1: over, yeah.
2: <laughs> like it'd lift off the water and just float a bit for a bit at a time. <laughs> and if somebody <laughs> fell off the inner tube, they'd basically skip like a stone.
4: Oh, that mm-hmm. hurts! That hurts so much. <laughs> I actually developed a method of steering where I would literally, I, I would just jam. The heel of one of my feet deep into the water behind me, because my uncle liked to send us over the wakes. But if you're outside of the wake, getting back into it flips you. Uh-huh. So I actually, around those sharp turns, I would dig my heel in, depending on which side we were using, and uh, that actually mm-hmm. kept me in the wake. But it hurts so much afterwards because you have like all this poundage of water beating against your skin. Ah.
2: I knew Bird was going to have an interesting answer for that question, just because I remember there was a period of time where, like, he'd be, he his summary of his day would basically sound like, "Yes, after I come back from my Amazon job, I'm going to finish this digital painting and then start experimenting with my seven new instruments that came in the mail today."
1: You realize
0: that you make it sound like that's in the past. No, that's yeah. every single day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I've
3: I mean, just accepted my mediocrity.
4: i mean i'm painting and drawing every day because i Mm -hmm. aspired for like digital painting and concept art and whatever to be my career and it just hasn't lifted off quite yet in part because i mean uh... it's time
2: gotta get lucky i imagine he just compartmentalizes his brain space by just having one outfit repeating over and over again in his closet or something like that (laughs) and he always (laughs) eats the same like nutrient paste every day because i think about those uh...
3: He has different uh, jumpsuits associated with different <laughs> skill sets. So he, he puts on his onesie pajamas for, uh, for music time. He's just drinking Sorrelent
0: in his black turtleneck every day. Yep. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to answer this, and I feel like I'm going to regret answering it. <laughs> but I'm going to say this. Okay, this is the part I don't regret. But A, I do eat basically the exact same food every single day. I (laughs) will cook and prepare the things that are the easiest for me to make that I can like tolerate eating.
3: I mean,
4: we do about the same thing. We
3: have tons of pulled pork in this apartment. we
4: have at least five or six meals that we regularly Mm -hmm. go about, but sometimes I grab ingredients for something Mm -hmm. new. But I suppose it also depends on what ingredients can you use Mm -hmm. in the most number of dishes so that you don't have to buy specific stuff.
0: The other thing that I do, and this is the part that I feel like you might make fun of me for doing this, but. um, I would never. (laughs) Mm. So I tend to be very ritualistic about certain things, and that I'm being extremely literal in that, like, when I go to play the piano, before I even play a note, I, like, will in my head, like, apply the things like mantras. (laughs) Um, No, but, like, like, whenever I finish playing the piano, like, I close the piano and I, like, thank it. And, like, stuff like that. Like, I do a lot of, like, small ceremonial things to, like, compartmentalize and, like, help, like, end tasks in my mind and, like, things like that. And, uh, it's super duper nerdy, and I don't think it makes any difference whatsoever, but your it's just something that dojo? I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: huh? i your
0: apartment like a dojo? <laughs> Effectively. No, like I do like a little like piano like ceremony or like when I finish coding for the day, I like thank my keyboard for letting me type on it and like this really, just, really just nerdy that You are, finish recording with us and ritualistic... you pick up your
2: keyboard and hand it and you hand it over towards Ladybird and you both bow
0: and then she takes it away.
4: <laughs> well, <laughs> I put it on like a clean I do,
0: towel. I do bow up my keyboard when I'm done playing it. <laughs> okay.
4: Well the thing about like developing Rituals of that nature is it makes it easier for you to do the tasks again and again. I found that
1: it does since help, I no longer,
4: yeah, since I no longer have a, like a definitive schedule, everything is mm-hmm. so fluid. And there are some days where I record a lot with Wander. There are other days when I'm left to my own devices. Yeah, the and there are days are so I'll look over and I'm
3: like, Shell, have you been on Twitter the whole day? And she's like, No. no.
4: Part of it is, <laughs> yeah, I-, I do. I do like to see like what our art- other artists are creating, and I've noticed lately. That um, a lot of artists have been sharing their views on how they've been getting like crippling depression over comparing themselves to others. So and... You're comparing
0: your depression to their depression? Is that what you're saying? No,
4: no, no, not really. <laughs> like the thing is, mm-hmm. like it, you can approach it one of a couple different ways, and the the best one, obviously, is you know I can get better, and it's not necessarily a competition of you want to surpass someone. It's just that. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you can improve upon yourself. But uh, I know been, that...
0: Yeah, I've been drawing on my Cintiq every day for, I guess, probably about a month now. And, like, you improve. It's very, very slow. And you don't notice it until you notice it. Like, I found that
4: I improved a lot with the Cintiq, mm-hmm. but I think that was... It wasn't necessarily because I had learned, like, new rendering techniques. I had been drawing since I was a young child, and... Mm-hmm. I I was probably one of those people where it's like oh you know you're the best artist in the class kind of thing and it had been like mm-hmm. that all my life so it, Which it's usually interesting amounts
2: to you do art at all
0: basically
1: huh? <laughs> like when usually that, that
2: usually the barometer mm-hmm. for that is like you do any art period that makes you the best yep. one <laughs> you're, if
0: you're young all well, well, I mean there are a lot of honestly, my friends that too, too. you just draw enough, you get better at it
4: <laughs> right and I, I mean obviously it probably was most definitely just mm-hmm. practice, practice, practice. But my teachers were uh, they—they're like, "Why is there this character on the corner of your homework sheet?" You know, shame on you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, P-p-p-p-p-p-p. like, oh yeah,
3: I got marked down once for drawing a portrait of my my teacher on my math test. Uh, That's amazing. Fuck Stop him. Having was passions. We need would you was be I was. I was given drones. more points on
4: tests. Actually, <laughs> so he, my well, biology this is... teacher loved flamingos, and I drew a nice, a nice and detailed flamingo on the back of my biology test because I had finished it. This is... sooner, and she gave me an extra point. <laughs>
3: this was the lawyer teacher that I complained about frequently. Aww. Aww.
4: I see.
2: I just remember when I used my when I used to use my tablet during that little like summer when I'm trying to get better at things like. I would just draw anything I found at some point because finding a subject was way harder than just doing stuff. And like picking a subject could be like an all day thing. So, like, I'd just Mm -hmm. be like, that's a, those are pants on a chair. I'm going to paint those today. There's
0: (laughs) something to be said for doing that. But on the same token, it helps to be more mindful. Like, first off, if you want to get better at drawing, drawing anything is better than not drawing. Yeah. But also, um the the other the flip side of that is like you improve faster in proportion, and this is a general art thing. the more mindful and the more focused your practice is, the more quicker you get um uh better at it. but any sort of practice is better than none usually unless unless you wanna like let's say you wanna practice singing and you're like, okay, I'm gonna practice singing and you just go like.
2: <laughs>
0: for <laughs> an hour, but then you're going to get really good at Bad going on, <laughs> on command. But you're not going to get better at singing. So that's yeah, what I'm I, saying. Like, it turns is it out there's there money are... in that. <laughs> mm.
4: I find I have a lot of specific goals for pieces that I create. And mm. uh, it, I always sick. like having a couple to switch between because sometimes mm. you get uh, like image fatigue by looking at one yes. thing for too long. And then it's like, Okay, you know, switch to a different project.
0: Canvas every ten minutes, fifteen minutes, or whatever. Well,
4: that's because everyone has a natural tilt to (laughs) their drawing hand. But do you know what's so weird? Um, What I I would did that consistently with uh, my Phoenix piece, which I had uh, shared, Mm -hmm. and I decided, you know what. I wonder if it will still look weird, even after all this, you know, attention and care that I taken into making sure that it was, you know, fairly similar one way and the other. I Mm -hmm. take the same image, like the same like image of its head. I flip it, but then I put the two of them side by side so you can see it flipped and it still looks different. And it's like this shouldn't this shouldn't be happening. And my aunt could see it, too, because she was over and she's like wait, but those are the same thing flipped and she could see it too. So I'm wondering like, and I've noticed this when I Well, everything is relative
0: to the things around it, right? Like something's not going to look too weird until you give it something to compare against and then it ends up like looking weird as a result.
4: The other thing I've noticed though is that I can have the same image like Mm -hmm. twice over side by side and the one on the right will always have a different skew than the one on the left and I can change the images i can literally take them and flip them around and it's always the same yep so i Everything's wonder
0: relative you don't have an eye defect it's just how it works
4: <laughs> but she gets well really we've
0: gone over two notices, hours and yes i feel like we could talk about this for like another like easily a while but we will but <laughs> Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. no—the opposite of what Keith just said. (laughs) All right, so that was four nerds. We got through two questions. I think we have like a billion in our backlog. (laughs) I think we got like very sorry. I think Mm. I don't know, but these were very good questions. So thank you for sending these ones in. Yeah, they were really cool. Thanks for
2: watching, like always. You can check out our channels in the description and whatnot, and you can find our audio version. At the audio version mm-hmm. link. <laughs> and you can send us <laughs> and you can send your questions to four at gmail dot com. That's spelled out, mm. it's not the number four. four uh, thanks for watching, high. like always. See you next time.